Let's just go for it. Yeah. Let's just... <laughs> hey, everybody. Cold open. <laughs> so we are live, and uh, I'm here with Stefan Prince, Jake and Anderson, and Michael Dunn together. We are PDA. We've been we've been gone for a while. We had the 4th of July. It was, it was my daughter's first uh, birthday. We had a first wedding anniversary for Stefan and his wife, Bree, July 3rd. Yep. Never forget. My wife went into labor that evening. So uh, It was my second year anniversary with Megan. <laughs> there you go. Wow. It's, so, it's the it, July is honestly the time of anniversaries. I feel like it's the time to be alive. Time, time, <laughs> time to be doing something because at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's been two weeks since we've even been in in here. So uh, glad that we're glad that we're back. Put that on a T-shirt. Time to be doing something. <laughs> July on the back. It's just July. Um, but yeah, so obviously we got a big rundown this week. Um, you know, in the sports world. Um, regardless of if you like some of these sports or not, you know, there's, we're going to be talking about everything. So you can fast forward, you can, I'm sorry to the baseball to the fans, thing, but, but we can't, we can't just we, talk baseball. No, we though. can't do baseball the whole summer. So. Not unless Keegan's here. Um, one of my wife's favorite things to watch over the summer, Wimbledon, um, that's going to be on the docket just a little bit. We got uh, D one transfer portal. Uh, it seems like it's being talked about every day on NCAA radio. So, um, I, we, we got to just mention it here. Um, tour de France, is going on. It's there's only like a week and a half ish, a week to a week and a half left. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Women's World Cup is coming up. Obviously, when that's going on, we'll be talking a little bit more about it. But maybe want to just touch on it real quick. Uh, Major League Baseball. There's always stuff going on in the summer. Obviously, we got um, some NFL talk this week. What we're gonna go through this week on NFL is gonna be more of our uh, uh, positional players rundown in the league for QBs. Uh, we're gonna go through the QBs and kind of where we. Um, think they're ranked maybe in their divisions um top to bottom and then we'll do last calls pda shout out all that good stuff coming up so um you just want to kick us off with what you did over the fourth um i guess i'll start so on the fourth i actually <clears throat> i saw fireworks off the boat on the lake um brie and i it was her it was her first time watching fireworks off the boat so sweet it, it, it was pretty sweet um we had a good time we went up to one of my buddy's cabins um up in alexandria and uh, we stayed there for about four days. And, um, no, we had a good time. I mean, we took our dogs, and our dogs were able to go swimming in the lake because they live right, you know, the lake is their backyard. Cabin's right on, their, yeah, on the right, lake. Right yeah. on the lake. So, you know, they were able to swim every day and have fun. Um, what else? Uh, met some of my buddy's family. Well, some of the family that I haven't met before. <laughs> um, and got to do, like, a, uh, some other different stuff. They had, like, a boat parade going on on the 4th. Um, and then they had my buddy's dad, his brother, and, like, his neighbor, they put on, like, a fireworks show um, the day before the 4th of July, so on the 3rd, and uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it lasted for about 30 minutes, and they had, like, a bunch of different fireworks. Um, shop at Costco if you're going for fireworks, so. <laughs> Noted. There you go. <laughs> What's the nearest one to Mankato? Uh, it's <laughs> up in the city somewhere. I, if it's not down here, it's definitely up in the cities. Or For sure. Maybe there, I, I there no could idea. be one maybe over in Rochester. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they have a Sam's in Rochester, so it too. might be Costco. It might be Costco. Yeah. I don't know. Sam's Club's got to have some stuff, too, but yeah, maybe not. Probably not as good. <laughs> probably not as good. We got to plug in for Costco here, so we're going to look for some sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> Jake, and how about you? What did you do? Um, let's see. Uh, it was my grandma's 80th uh, the weekend after the 4th, so like that 7th through 9th. Her birthday was on the 7th, so naturally we went to a Milwaukee Brewer game over in Wisconsin. And I got to say, 
the differences between going to a Twins game at Target Field and a Brewers game at American Family Field. There are fans in the stands that know what a Super Bowl feels like to win. Besides that, we don't know the World Series, though, so we don't have that. But um, it's just, it's crazy how different. You wouldn't think it would be different, but it just, the crazy. So, Target Field, the atmosphere won. Like, I mean, they're doing Mexican Wave starting fifth inning, at least. Like, they're trying to get it going every half inning. Um, just to, because people have had so much fun. The kids are just getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't it called like family park? American family. Yeah. 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 American family park. So that kind of explains the whole, uh, so, and like they have a little league ball field right outside too, like the tailgating, like giant slide. Yeah. Giant slide and stuff like that. So there's a lot more, I feel like fan engagement from that sense that they don't need to do as much, maybe extra stuff of like, all right, we're going to have like 15 different things up on the Jumbotron for fans to get on. It's and that's like, unique to Milwaukee yeah. Brewers baseball in general. Like you mm-hmm. could look like, you know, you're comparing it to Target Field because yep. we were just there last yeah. month. But compared to like any other ballpark, I don't think a lot of ballparks do what Milwaukee. And most ballparks, I think, have their own I, niche yeah, type I, stuff that they do. But Milwaukee definitely seems to have that family. I was talking to... Uh, a worker too, because I was in the middle of getting a jersey. Uh, got a Garrett Mitchell jersey, which was you know I was excited about. Mom, not so much, but I mean that she'll understand at some point, hopefully, or I'll just learn to not blow my money on jerseys. No, but you'll never learn that. No. Um. But I was talking with her, and she's like, "Yeah, honestly, like you're able to pretty much go to every level of the stadium, and you can get in there regardless of your ticket and just walk around. Like they have a golf simulator that you can get into. They have different restaurants that view out to the field that you can get into. There's only one section that Does the I don't. Golf simulator have a window to the field. Yeah, you can like your the so the golf simulator faces to the back, but then you can walk out and see like the field and stuff like that. Um, and so like with Target Field, like you can get to different levels, but you have to have a ticket to get into certain spots and they'll also check it like we were sitting I think five rows up down the left field line at American Family Field not once did I get asked for the to you know check my ticket which was all right because my mom had the tickets so like I didn't have it on my phone so if I go to leave and they have to check your ticket to come back it's like well my mom's sitting down there and she has the ticket so like it's I'm kind of SOL then but um no I think Part of it, too, is it just feels bigger, but I think that's also just the stadium design of Target Field. Like, they were just kind of landlocked in. I mean, they built their stadium on an eight-acre parking lot, and that's just kind of where they had it. And streets downtown. Yeah, so I think from that sense, it's, like, hard to really even give them a knock because, like, the way the stadium turned out is fantastic. It's still probably one of the nicer ballparks in the majors. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things like I've been working at target field and, you know, you've been going to games really at both stadiums for so long. And now that I'm older, I start seeing those kind of differences and different things, but no, as for the rest of the weekend, like it was good. I, uh, um, was camping out at my grandma's. We celebrated her birthday on Saturday, the eighth, played a bunch of games with family and stuff like that. Drove back the ninth and then, um, started working full time as a teacher on the 10th. So was there you go, man. Pretty much my last vacation before having to teach now and stuff like that. So before you dive right in, dive right in. Yeah. yeah. As well as being an athletic director too, I didn't realize necessarily how much like would come with that and stuff. But like, it's just thankfully it's just a lot of scheduling. I already have the coaches figured out, which is kind of nice. So there's that at least. It's just this 
scheduling and everything now. That'll so be fun. I'm and excited it'll be fun for to hear it. from you during, I, the, during the, their year here, just yeah. to see like I'm, I'm how a, that's going for you. And I'm excited for it. I think the thing that's just going to be tough is just making some of the decisions that some other people won't want to have to make, or like having to choose between. All right, are we going to be a co-ed basketball team, or are we going to try to do girls and boys? Um, cause with the school I'm at, like the size, it kind of can cater to both, but we're also trying to make sure that it stays one way or another and not, There's um, such thing as co-ed basketball. Yeah. What? Within, so you, you didn't grow up with this just because you went more public schools and stuff like that, yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. So with. I the didn't Lutheran schools. And I didn't go public. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know what he's with, talking about. With the Lutheran. <laughs> So I grew up with this because the Lutheran schools that I played that are around kind of the area we live in, some of them are, you know, 50, 60 kids for the entire school, and that's pre-K to 8. And so they try to field basketball teams for, you know, those older grades, but they maybe have like four girls or three guys or whatever. So then they'll just play co-ed, and you have to have a certain number of players from each gender on the floor. Are there a lot so, of teams to play against? Um, They'll make it work. Like there was a school that was like 25 minutes from my grade school that um, whenever we played them, it was always co-ed. And like we would just shift our practices for that week to playing with each other. And they just have the one coach kind of take over and take over coaching duties. That way it's not, all right, boys, we're doing this and girls were doing that. And then trying to play together and stuff. And I mean, we would play together on the playground, but. How many games do you think you would get in a season then? We we'd make it work to get as many as possible. But you'd probably like, get I more think if you do separate. If we are, do separate, are you it would a certain. Well, you probably don't want to break the news. We'll break the news here on PDA. <laughs> but uh, you pro- like you're probably still in the process of talking to families, talking a to lot of yeah, that. and like I we mean, won't know who we have or what we have until we even just get to registration night. Yeah. So a lot of it is just yeah. kind of like waiting to see what we have, and even still like. A lot of it's going to be determined too once we get to that first practice and whenever we have it. So. It's just kind of some of the nuances of being an athletic director at a smaller school is like you kind of have to f- make those decisions. Um, you have to do when, when it's when places are smaller though. There's more that you have to do. Yeah, because there's not other people doing. Yeah, multiple roles with what you're doing. And like the nice thing is, I only have soccer and cross country to focus on in the fall. Then basketball in the winters, and then. Uh, in the spring, we have a softball tournament that we'll play in, and then track and field. Sweet. So there isn't a whole lot of sports like, you know, volleyball, a big one that's we don't have to work with. We just don't have the student population to sure. make volleyball sure. a thing. We don't even have our own gym space. We you actually have, a, you have, have to. have a curling team you're thinking about doing? Uh, no, actually, full contact chess is something that okay. we're looking at. Is that under the athletic department? <laughs> you wear helmets or what? <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, we will co-op with a school for volleyball historically. Um, so hopefully we can do that again this year. Um, again, got to see what the interest is and stuff like that. But like we have to kind of rent out and schedule our own gym space. Thankfully with a church that's in like our, in association with our school. So it kind of works that way. Uh, works out nice that way, but yeah. Um, so definitely some things like I'm going to have to learn pretty quickly early on with like being an athletic director just with the scheduling and working with like the city, like we play our soccer matches at Atlanta memories. Mm-hmm. So working with them to get the space kind of booked and set up to be able to play that. And sometimes we'll even like do some, I think we play Mount Olive at 
Bethany historically, but I'd have to double check. But like, you know, that one, like being able to get the kids on campus and be like, oh yeah, you get to play like on this big, really nice um, soccer field just up the hill and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it, but it's also going to be something that I'm going to have to sit there and be like, all right, let's see this phone number for this person in this contact. And this coach hasn't done this yet. And I need them to do their concussion stuff. And, you know, there's a few hoops. What school few are you hoops. at? I don't know what school you're Risen at. Savior. It's over by Sibley. So uh, you're driving towards Sibley. Yep. I know what you're talking and about. And then you, cool. yeah. So it's actually on the way. Um, I think you've taken it before coming back from yeah. like yeah. Mount Cato and stuff, but yep. yeah. So, well, cool. Yeah, there's busy stuff happening. Oh yeah, I uh, I have my grand my grandpa had his ninetieth actually. So okay, you're talking about grandma. Yeah, but my grandpa had his ninetieth. So we celebrated that over the fourth. Um, obviously my youngest daughter it was her first birthday on the fourth. So that was fun. Uh, the whole lake put fireworks off for. I didn't even need to ask. Her. <laughs> so um, that's going to be an every year thing, I'm sure. But yeah, we spent, we spent, yeah. How long until the magic dies with that one? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure she's going to be claiming and reserving the cabin for that. You know, to have friends out there in the fourth when <laughs> Sloan and Cora will probably want friends, and mm-hmm. Addie will get to do that. So, um, so that was fun being on the lake as well. Um, getting on the water, getting the kids on the water. Um, my daughter Sloan, oldest one, she learned how to try to ski she doesn't have it down yet but she tried i don't have it down yet so that's (laughs) so i was pretty excited about that never done it i (laughs) i think i tried for about 15 minutes and i can confidently say i you could count about two hands worth of seconds that i was up off the water maybe only one hand worth of seconds okay so So a little less than my daughter's yeah i i think i drank more water than the amount of seconds i was up on the skis in okay. terms of gallons of water, that is. So yeah, yeah, it was rough. That's okay. Yeah, it, it's a family tradition. We learn young. Na- so Naomi, a- Naomi picked it up pretty well. I did not. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I had a good time there. My cousin and a bunch of my family was up to celebrate my grandpa's ninetieth. So it was good to see uh, cousins and um, one of my cousins hadn't met any of my kids yet. So like being able to have everybody there was great. Um, uncles, aunts. Um, you know, mom. So it was, it was a good time. Um, and, uh, definitely, uh, now kind of like getting back into the swing of everything. Obviously, you know, Stefan and I were crunching everything again for the season, getting everything ready, um, trying to, you know, get everything done in between. Get Bree. So are you catching Bree up to speed or is she more just like, I'm, you know, I, at this point, I feel like Stefan does 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 good enough catching her up to speed. I mean, I I, I talk to her about <laughs> she, stuff, and she and she's like, "Yeah, Stefan talked to me about." She that. she like, probably yeah. already knows just from having to hear a year about it. So, of like, and and part of the good thing here transitioning, um, brief full time is what's well, been great about this is she knows the program. She's been part of it. She knows everything. You know, she knows us. Obviously, <laughs> you know Stefan. So when it comes down to just like. Um, being able to get her up to speed. Like I feel like she's already up to speed on stuff and it's just kind of, this is what we need to work on as we're going into the season. And with the new facility, there's a lot of other things that were, that are new, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I was telling Bree yesterday, you know, we have a new facility now. So there's things this year that are going to be new to me because, um, I mean, I haven't put on a meet since I was at Gonzaga, you know, eight years ago. So So if we start having meets, like it's been a while, sure, I've done it, (laughs) sure, I've helped out with it and I've done things, but I mean, that's all going to be new in our new facility. Um, 
and just make, getting everything situated and, you know, juggling with other programs that are using the facility and figuring out, you know, they're, they're still finalizing and getting stuff done in the facility. So we're, we're juggling our camp coming up with some of that too. So, um, but it's good. And we're looking forward to, to getting going on, on this, uh, incoming season here next month. Um, yeah. Do you, so you may not know the answer to this yet, but do you think you guys will be hosting conference at some point, whether it's this year or maybe in the near future or. I know what, I know that the school doesn't want to in a way like they, they don't, they really don't want to. Um, but I, I am a hundred percent, 99%. I think nothing's hundred percent. I'm 99% in belief that, that we'll be hosting meets and, Part of it is just we have a facility that's top good tier. enough for it. Yeah. <laughs> like and um it can be an efficient it's a it's a facility that can't just get a meat in. It can get meats in efficiently and in a speedy manner where field events aren't gonna be going on all day. Like typically they are at a lot of indoor meets. Field events are about an hour after track events are done, field events are still going on. Or before track mm-hmm. events start, field events are going on for a couple hours. Yeah. We don't need to do all of that. We get this happening at the same time. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to like about the layout of our facility and how it's set up. Um, it's it's built to be ready for a lot of that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm hoping. I, I know that this December we want to do an alumni meet, so we're going to be talking to the right people about that and um, trying to square all that stuff away and, and get that on the, on the calendar too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess, you know, jumping into some, <laughs> some sports stock here, uh, Wimbledon, right. Djokovic is, is now probably the guy in tennis. And I'm wondering if he is the best guy. My biggest question about this is, you know, is it kind of like a Tiger Woods era thing or you, you for betters out there, Again, don't bet, but for betters out there, is it Djokovic versus the field now when going into like a lot of these major tennis tournaments? I I feel like it is just because of how good he is and he has been. I think the only reason that may, people maybe, for lack of a better term, forget is just because of the fact that there's been the whole COVID thing that he was sometimes barred from entering certain countries because he didn't want to get the vaccine. Um, I think there was a big thing with like Australia and America specifically that he was just barred from coming in just because of the whole COVID yep. vaccine and now that that stuff's being lifted again. I mean, um, you know, he's in the final for Wimbledon facing Carlos Alcaraz, who has been probably the best player of the whole tournament thus far. Like we're getting the two best players for the final, which should be really entertaining to watch. Um, unfortunately, by the time that this episode comes out, we probably won't be. Well, we'll end up getting to who won we'll on the next episode. Yeah, but, um, but but with I, like Federer and Nadal, right? With, They've been talked about for years. Yeah. Obviously, Federer was was the goat for a while in tennis, and then Nadal, Nadal, kept, he's, 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 you know keeps playing, and then you get Djokovic, who's or, just Djokovic. Sorry, yeah, Djokovic. <laughs> we've been we've been in NBA mode. NBA for mode for sorry, yeah. Sorry, everybody. But yeah, I think I think the rate. I mean. There's so many good younger guys, but he keeps, like, Janik Sinner is a phenomenal Italian who's going to only continue to get better, and, you know, Djokovic, it just felt like just outclassed him, even in the tiebreak. Like, he just, it didn't look like he was really phased by how good 
Sinner was playing. And so I don't think anything, like, he just has that, I've been here before, I know what I can do, and I'm going to be fine. You know, taking it in three sets and stuff like that, when typically in big semifinals like this, you get to the best players, and, like, they'll typically run longer and stuff. So I, I think right now I'd be comfortable saying he's the best because it doesn't feel like he's really showing his age. But it's his to lose. Yeah. I think I think Alcaraz versus Djokovic is going to be very entertaining, and I will be recording that and then watching after church on Sunday, because it's it's going to be really. There's no F one, so it's not like I have anything else to watch. But so, then there also, it <laughs> there it is. That that's why that's why he's watching. That's why he's tuning in. Hey, I mean, it was also great things to have on the background when I'm working on lesson plans. Just like, oh yeah, tennis is on, and then I take like a twenty minute just watching them hit like 120 mile an hour shots at each other and yeah i will say watching the american christopher eubanks the past week that he's been making his run that was really entertaining i mean imagine being this six seven guy who can play tennis and move the way he does too that's he's massive he's huge but he's also he's also like super skinny and and agile yeah but he's also super skinny like there isn't a whole lot to his frame but he still gets such power behind his shots and stuff like that. I mean, it's the, it's the size that gives him that strength, you know, that behind that. But like, geez, six, I would put it seven. this way. I was thinking about I was thinking about this in the car, but like the things he's able to do on the tennis court, I would almost put in like Victor Wembanyama or Giannis side, like where he just has the wingspan to get to almost everything. Like watching Wemby in his first two, you know, summer league, games. summer league games, it was like he can get to shots that. Most players would have no business getting to, but just because of his size. Kind of like Kevin Durant. Yeah. But then, like, watching Eubanks, like, most players will have to, when they hit for power on their backhand, they'll use two hands. He's just swinging one hand because he, he just has the reach to be able to just swing and get power behind it, but also get to the ball. It's ridiculous. In some shots, you're like, oh, it's over his head. Just reaches up and hits it. Well, and Djokovic runs, like, 10 miles when he's playing, mm-hmm. literally, like, in a set. And if you – sometimes they'll do that traceable yep. draw and stuff. Yep. You see, like, he's back and forth, back and forth, front court, back court, all this stuff. And you're just, like, dizzy watching this line be made. Yes. Like, it's just guy getting around yeah. this court so fast? And they just move. And he he's one that's really good at running the baseline and covering shots. Like, yeah. he uses his agility to – He can – yeah. And especially when he's playing a guy like Alcaraz, who has a lot of touch around the net, a lot of touch around, um, you know, just being able to put spin on shots and stuff like that. That's going to come to his advantage. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be interesting to watch now the cat and mouse because Djokovic can get to the ball, and Alcaraz is going to have to be able to make some shots. But so is Djokovic? Let's let's say he wins this. Mm-hmm. Is he the best tennis men's tennis player of all time? I'd say so. Um, if I he mean, doesn't win this, is he still? I mean, we're, like, I'd put it. Where is he in the lures of, of tennis? He's he's got more championships than Federer and Nadal when it comes to majors now. I'm I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, he's at 23. Nadal's at 22. Um, eighth Wimbledon title would tie him with Federer for most ever, and a fifth straight would nod him with Federer and Bjorn Borg. So like yeah. I'd I'd be comfortable putting him up there because he already has the most majors. It would give him another over Rafa Nadal, and then it'd also tie him with Federer for most Wimbledon's, um, both straight and um, ever. So 
I mean, when you think of tennis, Stefan, because you don't, I mean, you, you don't watch tennis a lot, but when you think of it, like, is there, or is Djokovic a name that you're just like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. There, there's certain names that I'm just like, okay, now these guys are just, they're, they're hard hitters mm. when it comes to tennis. Um, and, and obviously I still get the notifications, you know, of, of who's doing good in the tournament, right? <laughs> like, Novak makes it to the final. <laughs> so, so like, I, I do see that, um, a lot. So it's not like I'm like, you know, blind about it, but it's just for me watching it. Um, I haven't had the time this year to watch it much um i do dabble every now and then mm -hmm. um it, i i think it's more entertaining to watch women's tennis um personally speaking <laughs> of so this is a great segue i'm glad you said this coco goff losing to sophia kennan in like the first round coco goff is like ranked fourth in the nation u.s sophia kennan used to be ranked in 2020 like second or third but she's unranked now because she had uh injury um that kind of set her back but she beat Coco Goff in the first round. I thought that set off the Wimbledon for it, me. And it, I like it, my it, wife was just like into it and honed in then after that. Yeah, because I, it was I see like that. Coco's down, but she lost to a USA girl. Like, this yeah, is great. I see that, right? But like another thing that's been on Coco, right? She's not just an athlete, right? She right. she's a performer, she's a singer. Mm -hmm. So like she's I'll, an icon. So she's yeah, she's she's much. been she's yeah. been really busy with other stuff. And yes, she's that good at tennis, but like her mind is elsewhere as well. It's not just on tennis, right? And for someone that's actually their mind is probably mainly focused Sophia on tennis. Sophia was getting back from an injury, so she's, you know, we all know how that is when you're like hyper focused yes. when you're coming back from yes. So Correct. My thing with uh, Goff is like she started playing when she was still in high school, I think. And I kind of wonder too how much of that still kind of weighs on her. Like, how young she's she still, was and how good she's, she's supposed to be. Yeah, and I'm wondering, too, if, like, that may... Because, like, I can't imagine that for too much longer, like, that... Not necessarily that other stuff will go away, but I feel like you're at that level of tennis that you're playing in, like, all these majors and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that would... For me, at least, it would almost take more of a precedent of, like, I want to be able to focus on that stuff because winning that stuff, like... It, it, it's huge. You it, you it, see it, it all the time, it, like right? you know the all time great Serena Williams, Roger it, Federer, it, it, and, and what they did is focused on one thing, and mm -hmm. it's hard when she's focusing on multiple things, right? It, 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 you're yeah. taking away, right? Don will say this all the time. <laughs> if, if, if you're doing something right that you're not supposed to be doing, it's taking away from what you could be doing in something else. Yeah. yeah. So so for her, I, I feel like her mind. Preach, Steph. Preach. <laughs> but know? I also but I also can't help but feel like on the other side, like you don't want to just rush into that stuff and kind of take away your childhood too. Like she still has what I would imagine be a long career in whatever she wants to do. how old is she now? Isn't she like mid upper, she's like mid upper twenties now. Isn't she like 27? I don't no. know. Nope. She's nope. Like nope. 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 She's like nope. 19 or something. She's in their teens. Yes. Still. I think so. Was, I feel like yeah, I've known she's her for like 19. She's 19 years she's old, been on but the she also broke into, yes, years old or she broke right? in when she was 15. That's why. Okay. Yep. So Man, she's been she's been around for you know four or five years now. Yeah, yeah. Professionally, she, if professionally. she wants to be like one of the greatest, she can still do that. She still and has she, time to do. She that. made it into the round of sixteen in doubles. They ended up losing as the two seed, which again was just kind of like a, I guess maybe more of a shock factor. But um, yeah, she came in ranked seventh, and I think like you think about how long. Wimbledon is too and even some of these like major tennis it's so draining too because it just gets, a match it's a grind just a match and I'm wondering if that's kind of what happened to Eubanks because did you watch the Eubanks versus Medvedev match? I saw the, yeah, the highlights on it the highlights and I thought yeah watching Eubanks because I watched the whole match because I'm like it's an American and yep. watching you know 
Anytime an American makes it far and really anything on a world stage, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to watch. because He's probably the next guy to really, mm-hmm. like, take him. And for, well, it yeah. had taken him, just to give, I don't know if you know stuff, the background on him, but he had to play, I think he'd been trying for five years to qualify for Wimbledon, finally qualified, thought, you know, maybe I get a round or two. Like, um, he was outside the top 100 in the world had made it all the way to the quarters. And if he had won his quarterfinal match against Medvedev, he would have been in the top 20 in the world rankings. So he went from outside the top 100 to possibly being on the verge of top 20. Um, But, like, watching him play, like, he looked dominant the first three sets. And then I think something switched with Medvedev, and then you just kind of saw the legs kind of going out from underneath Eubanks. So you talk about it being kind of a marathon in a long tournament. I mean... You're playing every other day, and sometimes it's five sets. Dude, in the men's, like, being five sets is mm-hmm. so long. Yes. Like, the women's three sets, you, you feel it short because when you start watching men's tennis, you're like, what just happened? Yeah. Like, it's over after three? Mm-hmm. Like, But the men's, I mean, and that Medvedev, like, game, like match went, I mean, that All fourth five. set was insane. Like, that, yep. that's what it was. The, and the Medvedev, game was over for, for Eubanks after the fourth set because he's just like, man, I can't, I yeah. can't go... Six force, and then lose six seven, yeah. and come back from it. And for Medvedev too, like just watching him, that four set something clicked because his first serve, he was winning points off his first serve over ninety percent of the time, which like isn't insane. Like to put that in perspective, it'd be like, oh, I don't know, um, Steph Curry hitting when he's shooting two free throws, he hits like ninety nine percent of his first two free throws. Like he's just. It, and that, that doesn't even do it justice. But, like, the rate at which he was winning off of his first serve, like, you could kind of tell, like, Eubanks just wasn't getting a good return. Or if he was, he just wasn't able to keep it going. Like, his legs were just drained. But Eubanks' legs versus, like, or even during, like, Cispasess? Yeah, however you say that. The great guy. <laughs> yep. Uh, he was in long matches Mm-hmm. The whole tournament. Yeah. So, like, this is a young guy, Eubanks, that probably has some good endurance. But at the same time, like, when you're in Wimbledon, it's as long as it is, and you're playing five sets almost every match. Experience. You're not supposed to win any of these. Experience yeah. comes into play. You know, like, <laughs> the, the older you are, the, the more experience you have. And like like Jacob was saying, he's tried for, what, five years now? And this is the first time he's made it to Wimbledon. Mm. He, he doesn't have that experience yet. He's still new yep. to, to, to that to that stage. But what's cool is we were talking about Coco Coco Goff. She actually has pretty close ties to Eubanks. Like, her dad um, works with Eubanks a lot, I think, just, like, helping coach him and stuff like that. So he's talked, too, about the belief that he's felt coming from Coco and her family and stuff like that that kind of propelled him through that Wimbledon run, so... So I, I, I got another question. I got. They're both question. from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Dude, this, 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 it's it's about this topic, but it's kind of off topic. So, do you, do you think it's kind of like a handicap for the women to get three sets and the men to have five? Because if you if, if you look across all major sports, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say soccer, right? Yep. They they play the same amount of time. Yep. Right. Yeah. We, we look at basketball. Play the same different size time. basketball heights. Different size. I mean, for I mean, I mean, hoops, right? it's not. No, it's, it's the not. same height. It's the same height. It's the same height. They've it's talked about the lowering it. The size of the basketball that's is the, smaller. That's the only handicap that they okay. have. But that's the, the only. The basketball hoop is the same height. Hoop, the hoop, the three point line, the court, yeah. everything's the yeah. same. Um, and then obviously we look at track and field. I don't right? know why hurdles are different <laughs> heights. They should just do, just have them the same height. I, I mean, want you to run that past Steph. I want you to run that past Steph. 
I mean, I, I, that's the <laughs> that's the only other handicap. Yep. Is the, it's just the height of the hurdles, right? Yep. So, so do you think or distance that, for cross country? Ah, uh, yeah, that, okay, that, that's, 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 that's also that's, that's, like, a, that's, like a, that's a that's a different handicap. That's a huge handicap. That's, I'm not gonna just, lie. Let's go to an eight k. Everybody right? go to everyone an 8K. goes to eight k. Do you do you think that plays a part in you know how the men play? Right? Like, what if they only had three sets, just like the women? Like, how how? Well? I wonder if that will be something that changes in when I'm having my 90th birthday or something like that, because <laughs> seriously, that is something that I think like women can play five sets. I, I just know that, you know, the question is more along the lines of, do they want to, since they've been playing three sets, well, it's, it's like going they, from, why don't 80, they just break it even and say we are, we're doing four sets. Like how many games are in a season for WNBA? I guess you can't have even sets. What, what? How many, how many games are in a season for WNBA? Like 30 something. So it's like more than half less than NBA too. Yeah. So there's, true. it's like an endurance component for that. Well, 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 another, another thing of why their season can't be as long is because of the NBA season. You know, it, it, it does it, it does run in, but they've also talked about shortening the NBA season they, too. They, they start, they talk they about shortening do. the NBA season. They also talked about uh, making the WNBA season longer as well, mm-hmm. right? They, they want more games. I think there would be a counter uh, yeah. action to that. Well, the well, NBA I, would shorten and WNBA would. They, all, they, they also have less teams in the WNBA, yes. yep. so it, it, it's it's kind of harder to get all those games in. And it's like soccer teams. for like if you go to Europe and do women's soccer like premier league and everything it's the same thing mm-hmm. it's everything is sh- it's a shorter season and i don't know if part of it is the demand on television just numbers wise this is what they are right now well, well everything but, everything goes down to numbers if we're being honest of why their season is shorter because if you look at it you're not getting as many uh i guess fans or attendees to the game right it, 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 it's and I television think, but it's, yeah. it's also the game which it which sucks because i'm a big i'm a big fan of women's mm-hmm. sports i love women's sports because they play with such skill like the, it, it, honestly the it, skill the passion it, the, right there is more resources going into women's sports now though than 10 years ago big time and i and there's more of a a wave with it right now mm-hmm. i mean you look at women's soccer that is that is a and this can maybe be a segue into that a little bit but like women's soccer in general there are players on that team that have been extreme advocates for, and I'm obviously every sport has their advocates and everything, but extreme advocates for women's sports, you know, being more present in the media, being, being more like, or even, visible. even pay. I yes. Mean, pay if we're, everything. If we're, if we're talking about it, right. Like if you look at the, the, the national soccer teams for both men and women's of the U S right. And you have the men, that usually get out of the World Cup probably in the first round if they even make the World Cup, right? And then you have the woman that might even win the World Cup, but the pay the pay yeah, is so much times, different, yeah. right? You like know, the, the pay is so much different, and it's not like it's like it's like a hundred thousand. It's you know, millions. It's, it, it's horrible. Of it, it, it's it's bad in that sense. I, I think I'm sure that the players and the or the the country organizations they get a pot of the media money and all of the the marketing that goes on for the men's world cup for men's teams and for the women's world cup they're going to each country is going to get like an allocation of like here you're gonna get some of this money from the media rights you're gonna get some of this money from how much money comes in from ticket prices all of that i'm sure that's how they get their money and right now the amount of media that's around a men's world cup is not even in the same league as what the women's is so that is partially why for that if you look at women's college basketball right now that we just had happen this year right they it was it was like for media rights it, it has been 
men's college basketball has like their negotiations with networks. Men's football, college football has their negotiations. Women's sports, it's like, uh, it, it's like, uh, like volleyball, softball, basketball. Um, there's probably like another sport or two that like fall under that umbrella of women's sports and like their media package deal that they they make with ESPN or whoever. And this year is when they've we we talked about this in a early podcast that we had. Um, and this year was when that contract ended, and now women's college basketball is going to have its own package, I believe. And women's softball is going to have its own media package. So there's things for women's sports that because of those things, I think are going to get more attention because they're getting more attention and they're gaining more. They are are getting more attention. If I'm being honest, women's sports, they, they, they are on a come up, right? They all are getting better as the years go, goes on. They're getting more skilled uh, in, in their, they're getting stronger and all this other stuff. But like, if we go back to like the NCAA tournament a few years ago, um, for women's compared to men's, like our, the women's team got nothing compared to what the men's got in, in the tournament. Like, like just for resources for working out, lifting. Yeah, you're um, talking about they, the COVID videos. Yeah, that yeah they're kind of all like surfaced. Like and they literally got a an office size room filled with ten pound dumbbells, which and some medicine balls. My thing, my thing was, was a, like it's a joke. It was a joke. Like <laughs> you could you could go to a store and pick out things and you can go to Walmart and grab every equipment that you need for the what the woman has. Even even yeah, just yeah, yeah. rent out a Planet Fitness or something. Right. Like, like, like it's something else. Like, you can't you it, can't tell was, me that looking at that like yeah, it was it was, it was um and I think that hopefully I mean it, it sucks that this is what it took, but I I think that opened up a lot of eyes to it and I think a lot of things are changing because of that in a good way are changing in a good way because of that. And I think my thing too, is like people want it to happen now. It's a slow turn. It's it is. And no matter how quickly things are worked on, it's never going to be fast enough for some people. And I think you're going to hear more about that than like what actually is turning and changing. I think a lot of times, but I will say like, even now I just through social media and stuff like that, I wasn't seeing nearly as much about, oh, yeah, the Women's World Cup is coming up versus, like, oh, the Men's Gold Cup, which we you lost. You can't, like, it, like, if you go to it's, ES, like, you can't have, there's not a... Because I even, th- too, there's, on They're my, still failing on a lot of things with women's sports, and it, it frustrates me because I love international soccer. I mm. love international soccer. And I would be so in, and the thing that got me into international soccer in the first place was the, the men's world cup. Yeah. When I started like really watching them in Oh two and Oh six, like when I started just sitting down and watching the entire thing and like getting into the players and everything. And you can't do that with the women's now because there's not a lead up to it that is similar to what is the lead up to men's and what's been the lead up to the men's world cup for decades. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it's, there's some of that. What What's nice is, I mean, we live in a country where if women's soccer is not getting attention, you know, where where in the world are they going to get attention for uh, women's uh, soccer? Uh, okay. Because our U.S. women's soccer team is insanely good. You, no, you're you're totally right. But at, at the same time, they still don't get any attention because if no, they I don't. Because because like for me, you know, when I was when I was uh, in college, I you know working at Coca Cola, right? If you work at Coca Cola, they usually sponsor a lot of stuff, and they usually sponsor the men's World Cup. 
right? The major so event. They want to. They want to. The major events, be right? Major so like, you see a bunch of stuff that's going on, even on like the cans, the bottles, the cases. It's going to say Men's World Cup, right? It, it, when it comes to the Women's World Cup, you don't see any of that publicity. Pl- pl- <laughs> and it Sorry. starts the 20th, right? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. This starts on the 20th, right? It starts yes. next week. Also, I just want to side note, um, we're talking about publicity and whatnot. FIFA said it's giving away 20,000 free tickets for the Women's World Cup in Auckland, Hamilton, Wellington, and Dundon amid concerns of the, about the slow pace of sales in New Zealand. So they're offering free tickets to the Women's World Cup. That's games. interesting that you're saying that too because they literally s- sold more World Cup tickets for this World Cup um, almost a month ago. Um, and now that's coming out a month later. So it's kind of like, I mean, they've sold more tickets for this. But I'm wondering if a month that's ago and they're still not selling out. out. I'm wondering that's if that's also New Zealand. Like, I'm wondering more if it's, it's a New Zealand Australia, problem New Zealand. versus a Australia problem, if that makes sense. Like, that, the yeah, Australia games Everybody's going were just Australia. selling out more. Go see Great Barrier Reef before it's gone. And, and, and yeah. if I'm being honest, like, because it, if it's down under, right, mm-hmm. if, if the tournament's down under for the World Cup, it's going to be kind of harder for everyone else that, you know, to get there from yep. other countries. You know what Flying I mean? Flying to like, Australia is a pretty penny. If you want to fly to Australia and New Zealand, it's even more of a pretty penny. So, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, so like, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in Europe, and you have the World Cup in Europe. You have all the surrounding countries that can just go there. And it's right? a good concept. It's a good idea. Or it's 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 a good hope that hey, New Zealand and Australia could do this together. But it probably wasn't the smartest location thing, location choice by FIFA when they decided, hey, let's award this to Australia and New Zealand because for fans to get there, you want to make it accessible when you're trying to grow something in the world of media. So you know? if you're thinking about going. To the World Cup, you just need the to pay for your best time airline ticket. The best time, it, for cheap flights is the third week in July through the third week in September. Are you getting an airline sponsorship for us, and we can plug an airline here? I'm not plugging an airline. I'm just uh, <laughs> this is this is does just say a, does it say a price <laughs> of what a, uh, well, a round trip ticket. Would it's cost. saying <laughs> it's saying right now that a flight to let's say Sydney, a flight to Sydney would be about fifteen hundred. By the toilet based seats in the back. off of. Is that round trip or one way? Um, That's round trip, probably. I would guess that would be round trip. But it's because from LA. I'm also <laughs> so looking at. LA. I'm also looking <laughs> at different. <laughs> it's like two, two grand. grand. <laughs> you got to you got to budget two grand per person to fly there. Per but if you're getting free, if you're getting free uh, tickets to the World Cup, then, then you, you don't even just, have to worry about the ticket cost. You can just go to the game. But uh, check um, a tent. Expedia check a tent and tent out. Expedia it, has flights grand. from five seventy six. I'm assuming that would be one way. Are we making an appearance at the Women's World Cup? Oh to do gosh, no! TV? I cannot. I cannot swing that right now. I can't either. So <laughs> how about how about how about hear me out? How about we make an appearance when the World Cup comes home the US. to the U.S. But first? The Club Cup comes next. Uh, two years. Two, two years. In two years, and then the World Cup in three years. Uh, so we'll make appearances to that, and then we'll go to the Olympics. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll do, do all, that. We'll do all this next year's uh, College World Series. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one thing I forgot to mention with the whole Brewers thing, I got a passport now that I can document what stadiums I go to and when. So I have my MLB passport now. I got that before my actual, like, so how many he's teams been to two and he's going to go to two. <laughs> I have one so far because you get, like, a stamp every time you uh, visit it and just stuff. Just drive down to so, so, Royals so you got that, Kaufman Stadium. So you got that for Milwaukee. 
I got that from. I got that while I was so in. So you Milwaukee. need to go back to Target. Field so yeah, to get Target Field to get your other stamp. Just start it soon <laughs> because if they're going to be moving, so. if they're going to be moving Oakland to Vegas, and then apparently Tampa Bay might be getting a new stadium. Dude, you go we'll Oakland's not moving to Vegas. Hey. Till we talked about so it's like 2025. Look. Yeah, but I'm going to wait until they do. All right, no, back to no, the world. You got to go see both. You get an extra stadium in there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I could, I could get the scratch off. I was you, actually you get the history and then you get the future. So the 2024 schedule. We'll finish World Cup in a second. 2024 schedule for the MLB dropped um, over the break here and uh, over the All-Star. schedule for MLB? Yeah, like their next season schedule. Oh. Um, so I was looking at it, and I saw that over summer break, they're playing in Seattle. I'm like, oh, I'll just go out and visit Sienna. Go check Seattle off the list. Yeah. Make a trip out there. Hey, it's you, a fun ballpark. You want to know what's crazy? Out of, like, all the major sports... Baseball is the only sport that goes through a full cycle of a year. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at basketball, look at football. Mm-hmm. Starts it in the starts fall. It, it starts in one year and it, it goes on to the next year. Yeah. Baseball's, baseball schedule works that it basically fits within the calendar year. That's that's what's sweet about it. Yeah. That's why it's <laughs> the uh, America's pastime. Yep. America's pastime. They were, they were thinking about it. All right. So what, so, what do you want to talk about well, World Cup more besides? Of, more of the, the World Cup talk that I just wanted to bring up. I think we're all in agreement that it's USA versus the world, but do you see any team giving the USA real issues down there? The Netherlands. Um, they're always they're always good, but I, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, like there's always teams that can give America a run for the money. Didn't like Japan give the U.S. women's like a run Japan, for the money? Japan, 2011. Yeah, I mean, Canada is like, always like in in sports. For women, is it England up there? Always been some Germany has been pretty good through the years. So what is our what is our schedule here through the? So we get Vietnam, Netherlands, Portugal. I like. I think the big one is going to be the Netherlands, just because of the fact that like the Uh, Netherlands typically are usually pretty solid. So they're in the same group, is what you're saying? Yes, they're in the same group. UEFA teams for women's soccer tend to be pretty dang good. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think the Netherlands are going to be in our group E that we're in. Um, I'll go through these real quick. So, group A, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, and Philippines. Um, I think Norway is probably the best team in that group for sure. New Zealand is going to have a tough time, I think, getting out of that with Switzerland in it too. Mm-hmm. They, it's unfortunate that they got two European teams yeah. in that group. Um Group B is Canada, Nigeria, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland. Which I think Australia has a good chance of getting out because they do have a good team. But I think Canada is the other team in that. That's Canada's just amazing. Ireland just had their warm up game against Colombia canceled because it was getting too physical. They got through twenty minutes and then they called it off. Was Was Republic of Ireland getting too physical? <laughs> I don't was, know. Was it was. It, it probably was both teams. It was them and Colombia, which Colombia is down in Group H. We'll get to that one in a. Second, okay. as you go through, um, but but yeah, I think I do think Canada is probably the favorite in that. Australia's gotta have. I, I think if there's a host nation that gets through, I think it's going to be Australia, and, and yep. it's going to be that group. Group C, Japan, Costa Rica, Spain, and Zambia. I think Japan and Spain are probably going to be the two that get through. Japan typically is very good. Um, I'd watch out for Costa Rica though. Side when it comes to it, you, you typically see Japan in the semifinals if, of, of World Cups for women. If Costa Rica is anything like the men's team, I'd watch out for them to just put Spain yeah. and Japan on upset alert. Um, group D, England, China, Haiti, Denmark. I think England is probably the cream of that group, but Denmark and China, it's going to be interesting between those two teams to see 
who can who can do it there. Yep. Um, group E, uh, United States, Netherlands, Portugal, Vietnam. We kind of just talked about U.S. and, and Netherlands being probably one two there. Um, I don't know a lot about Portugal's women's side. I'm not gonna lie. I don't Obviously, either. I love their men's side. That's that's gonna be a real kind of question mark. It, is just it is. how just how solid they are with yep. how they play and stuff. Um, group F, France, Brazil, Jamaica, Panama. This is an interesting group because I do think France and I think Brazil is probably the cream of the crop when it comes to South American soccer in both men's and women's. Um, Argentina would have something to say about that probably. But France and Brazil in general, I think are probably the two better sides. It would be interesting to see how those Central American Jamaica and Panama do. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean. I Yeah, I'd say France and Brazil, but I think again if jamaica or well if panama um plays the way that their men's team does too like i i feel it like it's tough because i don't want to just be like well if they play the way their men's team does but like there's certain like that's aspects what, that's to their game been right now yeah i know and, but and if, but if there's aspects like yeah if they're if they match up the way that they do because again like you i've watched more of the men's world cup you know, growing up and stuff like that. So I've gotten to know more of the world game through the World Cup on the men's side versus the women's side. So right. now it's like that's what I'm drawing back to. But again, like the way the way that those teams typically play, I feel like is a lot of just scrappy. They're going to be physical. They're going to get in your face, and it's going to be a lot of just yeah, kind of tempers and whatnot. So that could be interesting to watch too with like, um, you know, France playing a Panama is like how – who. How does that kind of play out and stuff? Right. Uh, Group G, Sweden, South Africa, Italy, Argentina. Uh, Sweden is definitely a lot of those like uh, uh, Scandinavian countries seem to be like really good women's soccer teams. Like so um, Norway, Sweden, um, the other one that like the Netherlands, Denmark, even like those those countries seem to be really good women's soccer teams but yeah sweden i think is that group and then it'll be interesting with south africa italy argentina like what is the other team? i think that's going to be the most is that the group of death group of death i feel like it might be the farthest away from group of death we don't know that <laughs> but if it that is that could be a very fun one to kind of watch argentina is coming out on top yeah okay <laughs> you think messi's putting on a wig <laughs> Did you so so? Did you see so Messi finally made his move to Miami? He's yeah. finally in Miami. He's in Enter Miami. He was shopping in a Publix, like just out in the like public crowd, and like people would just walk up to him as he's literally in like the yogurt aisle shake and just hand. shake his hand, take a picture. Like that has to be such a surreal thing for him. I'm actually really happy he came to the U.S. It it, it sucks that I feel like the U.S. MLS is still kind of like the token. It's growing. can't really hang it's in growing. Europe. Let's go to the U.S. I mean, like, but that's that's what like those major players. It's like, ah, you know, well, like I'm I'm it, reaching it, my it, final stride. Honestly, it wasn't that for him though, because for him it was it, it was the contract negotiations that he yeah. was having because his contract would have been so big that he would have put other players on the team, you know, out of a job. So Did his, you, his thought yeah, Messi was, his thought was, hey, I don't want to I don't want to you know get you guys technically fired mm-hmm. right so i'm just gonna do something else and go somewhere else because he's getting so let's see he's getting what part of jersey revenue with adidas he's getting tv revenue from apple and then he also has the chance to buy a team once he's done or something like that like his contract from has, Derek jeter <laughs> yeah <laughs> just can't. but like he, his contract itself has to be one of the most like intriguing ones because he turned down like 
three years and almost like a billion dollars. He's getting some assets. Yeah, he's like, not just he's getting got, like it's he, long, it's long term for him. It was long term. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do a long term deal because in the long run, he's probably going to make more money. Yep. than what he would have been making because he's going to have the jersey sales. He's going to have the TV deal. Yeah. Here's a fun question: other- Do him and Jimmy buckets do a do a uh, commercial <laughs> together? Probably, if I'm being honest, <laughs> this if I, year. Look, if I'm being honest, if it was Neymar, I would. Are say they going to yes. both be front row? If it was Neymar, I would say yes. Is, is Messi going to be front row at a Miami Heat's opening game this next year? Um, probably not opening, but he he he'll so definitely be there. He'll be he'll be a he'll be a Heat fan. He'll, he'll How, be, will he be a Dolphin fan? Maybe I don't he'll be know. See, uh, American football. <laughs> what is what is Butler? Is he Nike Adidas? He's um no, he's not. He's uh Anta. So uh, he's uh Chinese so something brand. just Chinese yeah okay brand. yeah okay. He okay. he used to be with Jordan, um, yeah. but then they end up cutting ties. So he's he's with uh, he's with uh, Anti. I think they might a, both be the same. It's the same sponsorship. That <laughs> we'll find I think, something. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think soccer's Powerade, or it has been for like FIFA. Yep. But um, we'll, we'll find MLS. something. Well, well yeah, it's Powerade it. because it's, it, they're sponsored by Coke, so it's yeah. Powerade. <laughs> Where does he find it? A Publix, he said. Publix. Yeah, it's they're, just they're like both going to be a Publix. They're going to. It's going to be a Publix sponsorship They're both going to be checking somebody out. Are you messy? See, um, okay. Group H, we got Germany, Colombia, South Korea, Korea Republic, and Morocco. So, you just mentioned Colombia. Germany, I do think is probably the Favorite. best in this, but South Korea is also very good to side. Don't sleep on Morocco either. I don't think it's necessarily the group of death, but I just didn't Morocco's men team make it pretty far. Yeah, Morocco's the, men's the, the, team. The they, they made it to the, so much the, fun the to final watch. four in the yeah. World Cup, didn't they? Semis. They were this year's like Cinderella. Yep. I think it would that. be it would be fun to kind of relive that again. But I do think Germany's probably top, and then it's. I mean, if Colombia's scrappy the way they are reportedly are against. Um, Ireland and the two up and stuff like I mean, that. I'd watch out for them. They are the only Latin American team that's in, the, and, in that in that yeah. division. And that South group, Korea, so. I think, has historically been pretty. They've been decent. to the semis. And yeah, stuff. They've, been they've been to the semis and finals before too. Yeah, so I wouldn't sleep them on them. Japan either. are both. China, it, Japan, yeah. and South Korea, like those sides, are always very clinical, disciplined. I feel like they're they're like scrappy enough. Where they can like frustrate teams, so it'll like it'll be a really interesting group to watch. Yes, yeah, I agree. All right, um, so one yeah, so that starts next week. One pick, who wins it? USA. One pick. Uh, it's gonna as USA. Come on. Uh, I, I'm I'm talking with my heart what I want, but yes. also what I think with is gonna the, yeah. happen. So this you, isn't one of those situations. That where it's it, just my heart. It was way this too quick both. for me to even question it. So <laughs> I think USA too, but I think what's gonna be interesting is coming out of the group stage, what draw they get because if they get a tougher draw, that's gonna kind of be what also can dictate how things kind of well, go with if, that. If 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 so, I will say good, if they just, just play good in the group stage. Mm-hmm. Then they should get a, a, a decent enough draw, you know, out yep. of the group stage. Yep. Hopefully, depending on how well or how bad the really good teams play in their group stage. Yeah. Because if a good team plays bad, and then the, and then the U.S. gets the you know gets their number. Well, yep. yeah, like let's say Germany gets second because Korea, Colombia end up like getting first in that, and all of a sudden U.S. draw Germany. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be tough. That's gonna be frustrating because <laughs> you know? then it would be like a dogfight. So what I will say. I'm picking the United States, but I do think it would be interesting if they get like a tougher draw and to see how they kind of respond to that. But until I'm proven wrong, three Pete lives on. Okay, here we go. You're you're a Badger fan. Okay. You're gonna say go red. Yep. I'm gonna say go white and you're gonna say go blue. Because that makes sense. Ready? 
Go red. Go white. Go blue. There, there we, we go. go. All USA, <laughs> baby. Um, okay. Now I don't have to do it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we worked it in. We worked it in. Um, okay. So one thing that we're going to pivot a little bit. Um, I, I want to talk about the Division One transfer portal. Yes. Not just in general, the transfer portal, but like the Division One transfer portal. Yes. Because it has been... No, see, it's a it's crazy. A, it's a lot different in Division One because they have the NIL that they can that. So so, athletes can make a million dollars. Yes, yes, <laughs> There's no cap. yes, yes, yes. So so, if we're being honest, I just want to see where if, you guys if, go with this. If we're being honest, Division One, uh, like the technically now it's it's trades. That's what it is. It's just an open trade. It's not. It's a transfer portal, but it's it's, but it's, it's an open trade. I know it's horrible, but it's just the way that it goes. So now with if the you NIL. are a team that is Division One and you're not Big Five, or even you're Big Five, but you're not like one of the top 50, 35 teams in the country. So let's say you're a team that's like Mizzou, and you're going in to play against Alabama during the year. They're you, the same conference, though. Great, still. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 take let it, it run <laughs> doesn't matter what whatever team you pick a team fresno state i don't care fresno state goes in and they play alabama because they're just adding them to their schedule a guy that is on fresno state that's really good let's say you've got a great tight end at fresno state you're going into alabama are you playing this guy so alabama can swipe him next year from you if, if i'm because be- Alabama's going to see this kid in person so it's, it's one thing to see videos but if you see this guy live and this guy's like a six eight six ten tight end He's an awesome guy. There, this is so I'm not using the exact reference that a coach was using on College Talk last week. It was it was about a player in this situation, but there are coaches that are saying I'm not, I'm I'm sitting my best players at these schools because I don't want them to take them. Like why why would why would you let this kid play for a co- or play in front of a coach that he's a freshman or a sophomore? Let's say he's one of the better freshman or sophomores, and you got this diamond in the rough. He's gonna leave your school. Well. I mean, not necessarily. If I'm, if I'm being quite honest, just because he can be the best player on that team, but that doesn't mean he's going to be able to translate to a team that's going to have multiple of him, right? You're so, right, so, but that's so, but if he's playing in front of that coach, so let's say he's playing in front of he, Saban, he, and Saban's kind of like Jesus, he could this guy's six ten. He's he's catching some pretty good balls. Imagine if he had a, like a line and a quarterback in front of him that were as good as ours. All of a sudden, like he gets a flyer option. This kid's like. He can go anywhere. If I'm being honest, I don't honestly, I don't think that I think it's different when it comes from football to basketball, right? Because in, in football, like he, they're not just going to, I don't think Saban's going to do that. No, no, Saban honest. wouldn't. I, I, no, I'm just saying, but I'm there saying, are like, coaches that, that, that live might, in the gray yeah, area you're, that you're, do that. That might. Yes. Yes. I won't. But, but them. then again, these schools, <laughs> the, let's say it's Fresno state playing Alabama. Yeah. Alabama is p- paying Fresno State millions of dollars yeah, 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 yeah. to play them. Yeah, but next year, even if they lose, next year that tight end who's killing it from Fresno State, he's not staying at Fresno State. Well, if he doesn't stay at Fresno if State, they, like, so like the coach is doing everything. It's like, man, I found this guy. But, I like I've helped it, develop but it, him. But I then want it goes to, to stay here. Then it goes to, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? It goes to that, right? Like, where, yeah. where where do you see your impact? Where do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Can you still see yourself making it to the NFL? Because it, it, at the end of the day, in college, that's the end goal. Is but do you know a Division One football player that wouldn't go follow like a money trail or wouldn't follow bright lights? Oh, no, no, they would, they would. But it depends on how much NIL they they are depending like they're they're going to get. Because like, let's say it's the Fresno State kid and he's the best player on that team, right? Yeah. And he and let's say he was going to Alabama. 
they he needs an incentive to get there, right? So yeah. so if, if Alabama was just like, yeah, we can give you an NIL of a million dollars. It's not going to be a million dollars. Let's say a million dollars. Yeah, I see him leaving just because he's not going to get an NIL at Fresno State. He's probably not even getting any money at Fresno State, and and that yeah. and that's why I say it, it, it's it's more of like a player wanting to trade himself because I, I saw it in basketball. If you look at uh, Hunter Dickinson, right from Michigan, right, he went from Michigan. What was the money that he went to get? He went to go. He figures. went to go get six figures. Because so this is what they were talking about on NCAA radio the other day too. Is that um, a guy straight up asked like to co- uh, one of the coaches, not Day, but one of the coaches at Ohio State, what you know, how many of your, how many of the athletes at a, at a, at a, at a school like yours? So I wasn't asking him directly about his school, but like a school like yours is getting paid NLI money. And, and he goes, well, probably a third, a third of the team is getting paid. Yeah. Not like anything related to athletic scholarship, nothing like that. This is just NLI money. So a third of that school. And he was like, okay, so how many of, how many of those kids are making like six figures? He's like, probably like seven. So you're looking at schools that are in it, in in the conversation at the start of a year, or in one of the you know Big Ten or SEC for sure. Those two conferences in general, the top you know seven kids are all making over hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like that's crazy so, so, to so, me. At some, some point, kids, it's becoming some of these kids are making millions of dollars. You know, and the, I think and at what point do we say this has gone too far? Like that, that's not what it, it's not like I, I get the viewership I, on it. I think there should like, be a restriction on where you can go if you receive NIL money. So that, that, the problem different. is now, though, that the NCAA, like the state of Texas, the state of Texas, so this has gone now to like the Supreme, not the Supreme Court, but like the, the state court systems in Texas where they where the NCAA said, well, you guys, you know, you can't be giving out, you know, this much money, you can't be saying like, we're going to, we can't be just giving out six figures to everybody. Well, Texas said straight up, like, sorry, NCAA, we're not listening to you because, because our state government is passing a law that says that we can give our student athletes over six figures, like, like, or give them like, there's not a limit, there's not a limit to how much we can give our athletes. So the state of Texas is now different than every other state and how they were doing things in the NCAA under the NCAA umbrella with this whole, like, w- with all of this D1 portal, because now all of a sudden, if you go to Texas and you're playing D1 football, uh, they like, and there's a lot of football money in Texas. You go to Texas, that that those are going to be the schools that have more money than every other state's school because there's not any limit. And Texas is the first one to do it. So now, like states like Alabama and Louisiana, are like, geez, we got to get this passed in our court system now. So it's becoming to a point where it's like, what? A, I mean, so is California doing this? It, what about West Virginia? Are they screwed? Is Ohio State is is the state of state of Ohio going to do something like this? But then again, it goes like, to it goes, it's not a it's not it's not all the same. This is that gray no, area no, no, that I was kind of right. talking but, about. But, but then it goes to who your boosters are. Who your donors are? Who wants to sponsor this kid? Who who wants to sign him for an NIL deal, right? Because some of these kids don't have just NIL deals uh, through the school, right? They they go through like different sponsorships, such as like Powerade, such as Gatorade, um, and, and like yeah. even you see some kids are, are doing like uh, f- uh, phone commercials and stuff like that. So yeah. so it, it goes with that as well. And and what's up, Jake? I was just gonna let you finish your thought because my thing is. Are we 100% sure that of all the NIL deals that are out there, there is a service 
being performed by the student athlete. That they are performing what? Because in a sense, it's kind of like they do a, have to perform because it, yeah. it, they're not giving it to a kid that's no. coming off the bench, and it's not a kid that's just going and practicing and playing. They, their responsibilities, like they have to make appearances and they yep. have to do yep. some of this stuff. So yep. there are, but they're all different, right? Yeah. They're, they're they're all every school is going to have this is how we're doing it because there's not a situation. And really, the NCAA, this is what I'm saying is I think the NCAA has lost control of what this is. I think it moved too fast. And like, I love that student athletes are getting paid. I think that's the way it should be. Wasn't this supposed to be passed in like 2026 and it got passed like three years it, earlier? They fast tracked it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then and it got fast tracked partially because all the, the big five, all the athletic directors and everybody, they're all like, let's do it now. So they, they're like, okay, let's do it now. Well, what about if you're not in the big five or what about if you're in the big five and you're Rutgers? Like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't give themselves enough time to really, Plan everything out. So I don't, I don't know how develop. it's going to change over. It, it's going to be somewhat, there's going to be change to this whole thing in the next decade. There has to be. Because at yeah. this point now, with the government, the government's involved now. And they're passing things in states that not everybody's passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think with, like, your point of, like, it almost feels like if they try to limit it in any way, you almost get to the point where they're almost is going to end up being a union and they were trying to avoid that because they're also trying to keep the amateurism aspect. The, the oh. big wigs that work at the NCAA college radio station now, they don't think that NCAA will exist in 10 years. Which I can see because, I mean, it, you just look how big all this, like specifically you look at football, it's, how big football is getting. Everything trickles down from football. Everything does. Well, that's yeah. where the money goes. The money goes to football. It, yeah. it, it, and like, but I mean, on. the rules, like, even, yeah. like you know, being able, not being able to say, "Hey, I'd love to have a cheeseburger right now on Facebook," and then somebody showing up when your bus gets back from a meet and with with a cheeseburger, not being able to do that, is because it happens D one, and then they're not allowed to do it, and yeah. all of a sudden D three can't do it because yeah. people show up with a, I mean, McDonald's deal. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we have different rules regardless. But mm-hmm. but if we're looking going back to like the transfer portal. Yep. Right, kids want to go where the money is. They want to go where they're going to make money. And like, let's say it was a kid that's playing at a power five school. That's let's say it's basketball, and he's coming off the bench, but he can go to a different school, smaller school, and have an NIL deal, right, and become a starter. Yeah, right. He's going to do that. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if the school is worse than what, what school he he was at. It's because he they're going where the money is. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these kids are looking at what their future can be. Where can their exposure be? Well, well, it's that, but it's 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 what their future can be, right? Because a lot of these kids can can be terrible in college, but be amazing in the NBA. Some of these kids can be amazing in college, right, and not good at all in in the professional if it's NBA, NFL, or whatever, right? So, so for example, I'm going back to Hunter Dickinson. I think Hunter Dickinson is a fantastic college basketball player. Do I think his game is going to translate to the NBA? Probably not that well. If I'm being completely honest, he's he, he's not as quick as a lot of these other bigs that are in the game. Um, it, it, he's just not going to move as fast. So I think that's another reason why he decided to go to Kansas is because they first off, he was getting more money, and he saw the outside of what can happen to him in the future because he probably just like, oh, this is my fourth year in college now. I'm probably not going to make it make, make it that much money in the NBA. Right. I'm not going to have a big contract. like Because if, if, if you look at all the people that are getting huge contracts in, in the NBA, they're kids who are one and done. So here's my question then. 
Do you think that is exactly why then we saw guys like Shiway and Timmy and all these other guys who have been dominant in the game of college basketball, why they maybe stayed longer to be able to maximize their growth potential monetarily speaking um, in basketball at least. They wanted to maximize that in college because they maybe knew, all right, may not be able to get a surefire thing in the NBA. Yes, that is my opinion. I do think that. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a difference between a, being a good college player and being being good in the professionals, mm-hmm. right? If it the, the, doesn't matter the sport, if it's basketball, football, baseball, whatever, they they want to maximize what they can get now, especially with the NIL. It's a lot different. Yeah. That like today's today's league in NCAA is a lot different than it was ten years ago. Yeah. It's a lot different. Than, it's a lot different than it was five years ago because of the NIL. Now they're able to get paid. They weren't able to get paid before, and and so they were just doing what they can to keep their roster spot. Mm-hmm. Now it's oh I can go get money somewhere else. Let me go do that. Or if I can stay here and get money because I know I'm not going to be as good in the NBA. As we looked at it, we we're talking about the draft. Why right? we talked about the draft and we talked about where people could go. As we saw the people that we want to go high in the draft didn't go high or went undrafted, right? Yeah. As you talked about Drew Timmy, we thought that he was going to get picked either in the first or second round somewhere. We thought in retrospect. In retrospect, as a college player, he's a first-round kid, right? But if we look at the outcome of how, first off, his age yep, and, and probably his, his upside, uh, his upside his right? Ceiling. His ceiling, they're just like, oh, I don't, I don't see that much of an upside coming out of this. Mm-hmm. That's why he, he didn't get drafted as high as we thought he was he'd been drafted. Which I will say, too, he didn't land at a bad organization with the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you see what happened with guys like Malcolm Brogdon, um, just to at least name one. Jokic. Like he, Jokic, Jokic, Jokic was he was, was forty two even though he didn't go to college. Specifically talking about the Milwaukee I'm, Bucks. I'm sorry, but I'm just yeah. saying. Yes, but <laughs> like there is like in he'll a lot some, of he'll come off the bench. He'll he'll come he'll, off the he'll bench. He'll at least be in the G League somewhere to start. Yeah, but um, so you had said that the NCAA probably you know ten years. With the way that things are, I, I just uh, don't know how things are going to look. So, in 10 years if that so happens. here's my question then: Do we see D one essentially just disband, and it becomes its own league, essentially? And we then I don't have, think we see D one. I think we see Big Five become its own league. Because so my thing I is, think, is, I think D one. So like schools like North Dakota State, right? They're D one, but they're not. They're like double. They're a not big five. Football. Yep. There is. There's FBS right and FCS and FBS yep. right now. I don't think all. I don't even think all FBS teams would. It would make sense for them to do it. I don't think they'd want to because I think they're gonna have more. Would it, would it come to sport then, or would it just be what conference you're in, or so, or what school you are? I think so, that's if they ultimately that's gonna be a negotiation between the big five and NCAA because the NCAA can be like, we're not taking your your colleges, other sports. Like we're we're just gonna do the colleges that want to be in all of our sports, right? Yeah, football included. Yep. Like we we want and NCAA is gonna want a piece of that, but legally, like the NCAA can't step on anybody's toes either because they get sued all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's say that Big Five go Those off fans. do their own thing. Okay, what happens then? Lower divisions, because you also think about it. This is the entire NCAA basically yep. can affect. Do we see like what what even happens then? I have no idea. Like, 
I mean, does honestly, everything stay like, the same? I, and it's I've just like, all right, that's like, a, well, what happens if, to like? If I'm being honest, if if the Power Five were to be disbanded from the NCAA, I don't know how much I can watch college football. Is it even well, college you, football you would, anymore? You would just, you'd watch. Let's let's say it's it's it's. Uh, it, it it would amateur or it, semi-pro it would, no, it football. Would, that's what it would yeah, be. That's what it would be. Like a minor. Would you league. watch semi-pro football if Michigan's in semi-pro? Oh, of course, I'm watching. Go blue. <laughs> let's take a let's take a callback though. Keegan had basically said that AAA baseball was like major leagues part two because of the amount of talent that's the down there. Is those kids let's, aren't in, like enrolled at an institution, and I yeah. wonder if if it means. But would that, they even be enrolled in an institution? So what is anymore? the big? So what is what is the big house? The big house. But like, who plays there? Uh, if Michigan, no, no, no but, it, yeah. but if it's not a, if it's not an institutional program anymore, mm-hmm. right? If 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 it becomes something that's not college related, right? This is a semi-pro thing. Who's playing in the big house? Can universities even claim those teams? No. So so like it, it would have to be a different call. It would the it would have to be like called college sports division. It'd be like CSD. And it wouldn't even be, it would be a whole different NCAA entity. And it would be just the big five. They're like making their colleges. CSA or what? Yeah, like a sure, the college division. sports of yeah. America. See, I, I can see that, it, you know, NCAA possibly will disband, you know, certain power, certain conferences and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I think, I think personally that they're going to put restrictions on where you can go and what the time limit is because it, they do have, you know, different restrictions for if you're transferring in and out of different schools or in conferences and or inside the conference and stuff like that, you got to wait like a year. I think they're going to put a restriction eventually on where you can go, especially if you're going somewhere that you're getting NIL money from. Right. Because like going back to the Michigan, Kansas thing, right. A restriction can be, Oh, you can't leave this school because you want to get more NIL. He, he, he specifically said that that's why Mm -hmm. he went to Kansas is because he wanted to get, more money so right so you're thinking um we're good you're thinking that we potentially see like a block of like all right you maybe only um transfer once or you you're only able to do like they, they might limit how many times you either can transfer i think or where would be, you can transfer to because i think that would be smart too because like you think about it You've got guys who have entered the transfer portal probably, what, two or three times, and then they maybe take their, like, because you can do it once without penalty. Is that what it is? Like, you can do it once without penalty. You can still play that same season. And then after that, you have to take a gap year. Is that how it works? early you have to put all of your, like, transfer information, like, you have to get it all submitted by a certain date. And if it's past that date, then you can't participate that season you have Can't. to wait you have to sit a season so it, it's it's all time related there's like dates you also have to I get could, released by your coach as well yes i could see it being where too. like all right an athlete transfers once but then that's your only transfer you can't transfer and then again. play yeah like even past a year penalty, you just can't transfer and play again. You're just kind of stuck in that position. Right. So if you're going to do it for money and you're transferring for money and NIL and stuff like that, great. But that's your one-time exemption. If there's something like that that's made, it's going to happen after a star transfers multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then they'll and say, gonna, hey, we're going to make this rule. But yep. until that happens, it, it could like if a star is not transferring three times, they're not going to care. Yeah. By the way. Great job getting through Armageddon. Not gonna. That's just what it feels like right now too. With just the way the state of like, um, 
I mean, even like sports like baseball and different things. Like it's yeah. it feels like they're just not necessarily that they're chasing after the money f- wholeheartedly. It's just like, all right, I'm going to go play at this program, which is going to be a better program that's going to give me more recognition, but I'm also going to make more money on the side. It's just yep. interesting. To uh, to reel it back here so we can all take take a little breather and, and, and we're going 100 miles an hour. The Tour de France... We, we, we got to plug it here. Yep. Uh, Stefan, I don't know if you know any of these guys. Nope. Jaken. <laughs> no. I have not watched. Okay. I have not. This is all you. This is your time to shine. Your take. All right. So I'm not going to lie. There have been. Uh, I've, I've watched like every Tour de France since, I don't know. Fifth grade. When did, <laughs> when did Andrew Ferguson, when was he here? Was like eight years ago, probably, yeah. basically. Eight years ago, like. Um, I, I watched every one of them that when, when I lived in Spokane, I started really watching them those summers. Um, but team Pogachar, team Vindigo, I was going to ask you guys which one you're on. Obviously neither of you, uh, team Pikachu. So that's Vindigo. Basically their jerseys are <laughs> yellow and black. So, um, <laughs> team Pogachar, let's try like Charizard. Um, <laughs> uh, but Pogachar, Pogachar and, uh, Vindigo, both of them in the last three years have won collectively three Tour de France. So um, Pogachar won two and three years ago. Vindigo last year um, was kind of the surprise. And this year, currently, like as of today, which is, Jake, and what's the date? In, uh, the 14th. <laughs> July 14th. July 14th. Um, Vindigo is up by like 12 seconds. So he's winning the race by 12 seconds. Each of these days that they're out there, they're going like 100, 140 miles. And there's mountains, there's, I mean, they're climbing insane grades. Yeah, um, and there's points, too, for, like, sprints and climbs and different yes. things, right? Yep, so there's sprint points, the sprint jersey's green, there's mountain points, which uh, are white uh, white jerseys with red polka dots. The first time in a long, long time, um, we have an American, um, uh, Nikola, who is uh, Nicola Paulus. He's an American, and he's currently in the polka dots, so he's winning the King of the Mountain uh, race. So within the Tour de France, there's the GC, which is the general classification. That's to win the whole thing. That's the yellow jersey. Okay. So if you're ahead, you get to wear the yellow jersey the next day, um, and you, you, wear, you wear it throughout the, whoever's leading by time the entire day. So you all start at the same time. You cross the finish line. Um, you know, obviously the guy that wins the general classification, he's not going to win every single day, but at the end of it, he's going to have the best time. So the general classification, that's what everybody, you know, that's the hardest thing to win, obviously, because you got to be good at the mountains. You got to be good at sprints. You got to be pretty good at everything. Um, the king of the mountain, uh, competition, that's whoever there's at the peak of each climb. There's, there's a, uh, grade four where you can get one point, um, grade three, where there's a two point and a one point grade, uh, Two, which is a three, two, one point, and a grade one, which is a four, two, one point, and then a, uh, it's it's not classified as anything, but just like crazy ridiculously steep. There's five points at the top of those, so um, you get points for being the first to the top of those climbs. So you might like is it is it based off a of time or is it just based off of whoever gets up there whoever first? Whoever gets up there. So if, so if at the start of the day there's 50 miles and and there's a sprint in that first 50 miles like 30 miles in and then at mile 50 is the top of a classification 1 climb. Yeah. 
it, you could like, if somebody goes out in a breakaway, they're like, hey, I'm going to try to get some points here and this and this. Mm. That's great. But if you want to win the mountain jersey, you got to be like, okay, like that's great. I'm going to maybe go out with the chase pack that's going for this guy and catch him on that mountain. Um, and catch, get him. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of different ways to do this. The sprint points, again, a lot of those are in valleys. Um, they could be between mountains. It, it could be a flat day. Um, personally, I like the mountain points. I also like general classification. Sprint points are great. They're fun. At the end of races, there's a lot of sprint points because it'll be all this stuff. And then there'll be a lot of flatness or like downhill. And then the, there's a, there's a flat part at the end where it's like, Hey, this is sprint points at the end. You can get like 15 points, 25 points. Um, you can also get time bonuses at some of these places. So you can get like minus 10 seconds to your overall time and things like that. So interesting. It, it's, there's, there's a lot of these little nuances, it's like a video I'm, game I'm almost not like you hit Stefan the, over here at all. <laughs> I was going to say it's like a video game where it's like you hit this certain checkpoint and then you get a deduction you off You go your through score. three yeah. rings in a row, you get like 10 bonus points. All right, um, Sonic. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Um but yeah, so it, it's definitely been fun, but yeah, Pogachar being like 12 seconds behind Vindigo right now. Um I like seeing a new kid kind of uh, get after it. And then Hensley, he's, he's kind of, it's his first year doing the tour. He's currently in third place. He's down by like two minutes and 20 seconds, which sounds like a lot, but it's not when you're like in a 21 day race. So, um, he's, he's kind of fun to watch right now. He's sitting third. If he gets a podium, which is top three, um, he, he would, I think be pretty dang happy with it. A lot of teams are racing for that third spot because mm-hmm. the first two are for Pogachar and Vindigo yeah. basically. Um, but, it's it's now on the last week, so you know tune in. You can have some fun watching it. Um, I just want to see some good fight on those towards bonds. the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want me to uh, run through my racing stuff quick? Yeah. Okay. So F one Max Verstappen currently has like a hundred point lead. And he, yeah, he he is one. He he is clear and gone. Um, is winning the constructors championship by himself as well as the drivers championship. Like if you took Sergio <laughs> Perez's points out. He'd still be winning and leading, so um, the we're seeing some incredible stuff from him. But what I'm more intrigued by is the battle for second and third because um, car like the second place constructor down to like the fifth place constructor are all like two tenths apart, which is insane. So like from two through ten, because Sergio Perez has been very shaky the past few months. You, you just don't know until you get to the race circuit. So that's been fun to watch. But what I want to talk about is NASCAR racing on the streets of Chicago. Okay, that's actually really cool. That, that reminds me of race. like California. What's it called? Uh, we, it was a California, some racing game that was like an arcade game. It was like yeah. California, USA, Car- California or something, something like, like that. that. I, you I, could I, race across mm-hmm. the streets and the cities and like from state to state. And it yeah. was a video game anyway. So... <laughs> I love that race, and I had texted you guys asking if yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. had watched it, and you didn't, which was unfortunate because the morning of the race, they got, like, record rainfall. Like, it just poured to the point where in the pits, it was flooding. They were floating tires down the pit lane just because it, there was so much water. So they did this downtown? Yes, they did the, you know, where were we were about, at. like, driving into buildings? Like, sliding into buildings? No. So they did it at the, at, uh, what's the park called? Pier? Grant Park. Is that what it's called? Um, it's it's over by Navy Pier. It's where we parked the van when okay, we went so back. It's a over years by like the athletic and and the the museum is over there. Yep. The art museum and uh, Grant Park is it? Yeah, Grant Park, Chicago. I think it was the Grant Park two twenty. Yes, that's what it was. So yeah, it, it was in Grant Park. 
they were they drove down Lakeshore um and then did a couple of turns drove by Buckingham Fountain um okay. and kind of did Which, that so yeah. it's over it's over in that we park that. area yep. okay cool so that's where they did it race was shortened because they had to wait for the rain to go through yeah and at first everybody was like hesitant because NASCAR never races in the rain and they had been doing tests with like wet weather tires, which just have the grooves versus the slick, which don't. But even still, like it's a new track that drivers really didn't have much practice on. You're talking about braking and doing all the shifting and stuff. They, they were gonna do a hundred. It got shortened to seventy five. Okay. Um, Crashes. A ton. <laughs> um, literally within the first four laps, I think we had five drivers go straight on <laughs> into Not- different turns, and they just were sliding because like. I mean, how often do they run in the rain? What is, it? And it's, the la- is that Lake Michigan right there? Yes. Yep. So, so it's right off of... <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. They had, like, I think three streets between them and the lake, but still, like... Jeez. Um, what a... There ended up being... They timed it perfect, though, because the rain stopped. As they were running, there was a dry line that formed, except for one area where there was still standing water, but they still got onto slicks, drove right through it. It was a braking zone anyways that they were just kind of slowing down for. So you just hold the brake, hope it stops, turn right. There was a car park where two cars spun, and then it was just piling into each other, (laughs) which was crazy. But the craziest part was they had guest drivers, which they usually have now, um, going to road courses. So, like, they'll have Jensen Button from F1. They'll have Kimi Raikkonen from F1 come and drive. Well, they had a um, New Zealander by the name of Shane Van Gisbergen, he drives V8 supercars, is like a multi-time world champion. First time ever getting into a stock car. Wins the race. He drove from 18th all the way up to the front of the field and passed the leader with like four laps to go. And like it was just the craziest thing because he's doing something like, you know how typically in manual cars you have your accelerator on the right, brake in the middle, um, clutch on the left. Most drivers nowadays don't use the clutch because just the way that the transmission is, they don't need to. The car will automatically go into the gears by itself. He was using the clutch and like just gaining lap time because of it, because it was so like, you know, that's just habitual to him. It's just you said he drives supercars, right? Yeah. So usually in a supercars, he has the panel, so he's yeah. But he's also using a shifter, though. No, 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 I know, but like, but like you're talking about the. No, they have panels on the back. Yeah, of the they have panels, thing. but yeah, he's yeah. also using. Yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. Finish. I was just saying. So since he's so used to using the panels, I, I'm guessing the mm. shifter. You know, because he's changing cars now, yep. right? So now yep. he's in a car that has shifter instead of panels that mm. he's just used to using. You know, a sh- he's used to shifting by himself. Yeah, rather yeah. than just using yeah. automatic. So it's just it's so it was so interesting to watch just because of the fact that you know most drivers when you watch their like foot cam, it's just gas break gas break gas break or even with nascar you're not shifting as much unless it's a restart so watching the drivers not only have to drive the streets of chicago in a narrow road course with tire barriers sticking out and different things like that um but then watching him just kind of class the field in the sense and even the drivers were like yeah he made us look bad. <laughs> just so are they the way- do so i guess my my stem question from this whole conversation is mm-hmm. do you think they're going to do more cities have they talked about that? Now? So as of now, they have Chicago. I think Chicago is going to be on the, I think they have like a 10-year contract with Chicago. Yep. And I think with what um, F1 is doing with like the Miami road yep. or Miami Grand Prix now adding Las Vegas, 
like the blue the blueprint is going to be there for NASCAR to potentially hop in and say, all right, yeah, we want to try on an F one grade. I mean, the Monaco one is is the reason why like this is something that yes. we should be doing. And it's the coolest yeah. question for you. Yeah. So usually, obviously, NASCAR races, it's a ring that they're going around, right? Yep. Was this race like a ring or was it just like different turns and stuff like that? So I'll pull up the map. That way you can see it. Because um, because like that could have been to, to his advantage. Because if he's a supercar driver, he's not just driving in he's a ring. Just, he's just doing he, some he, different things he's, and not just turning yeah, right. He, he, that, he, he, or left. Exactly. It's left. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's see. I don't know. If, if Na- I forgot if NASCAR is the same as track. I'm trying to see if I can find a good one where you kind of see the lay of the land for where I think this one's all right. I'm going to see if I can blow it up a little bit. Um, to your point, I think I think it was something too. Like he, like I said, they um, they bring in like F1 guys and stuff like that, and like just guest drivers to come and drive when, it. When but dri- when other when you're non NASCAR drivers are driving on courses that aren't just one turn. You know, right mm-hmm. or so, two turns, so, yeah. Well, two turns, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, just, yeah. they're not circles. So they're not circles. Essentially, I I wish our viewers could see this, but this is what the course looks like. Kind of looks like a dog. Okay, a little bit, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, but you know, you got the fountain there, um, the Lakeshore Drive here. I'm pretty sure we drove in on this when we were driving into Chicago, forty back in twenty one. Yeah, because yeah. we kind of drove right next to the lake, found the parking ramp and stuff like that. Yeah, Lakeshore Drive is, is a... Yeah, that's and a then you're one. right next to downtown, too. Like, you got all the buildings standing up so above. So that, that, that probably worked to his advantage. And I know. think it, yeah. it honestly did just because, like, just watching him, like, he was just finding so much lap time compared to the other it, drivers. It seemed like who there was were, the one straightaway was Lake Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than it, that, you're, like, basically, you can yeah, accelerate and like, for, like, 100 meters. Watching it, watching it on TV, like, looking at this, it feels like it's so small. But watching it on TV, I mean... In the dry conditions, they were going 160 miles an hour. Because how far was a lap? 2.2 miles. Okay. And most laps aren't they like a mile? Like that are just circles? Yeah, they, they'll run on mile and a half. So like the biggest track they'll run on is Talladega, which is 2.67 miles. And the smallest track, isn't that the Connecticut one or something? Um, the Brickyard, I, isn't I it? I think it would be Bristol, which is like a quarter of a mile. Okay, yeah. Like quarter mile, half mile, something like that. And that's just basically a, a circle. Yeah. Well, but yeah. It's street racing. Yep. That's what it was. It was yeah. street racing. That's and, why and that's why, and that's why <laughs> he... If, if there was street racing for NASCAR, would you watch more stuff? Yes. I would, I would too. I would definitely I'm just would. saying, so if they do circle. more of these cities, that'd be fun. Or like back in yeah. the day, they they used to do Grand Tours. I think mm-hmm. it's USA Grand Tour, yeah. whatever. But yep. like the Grand Tours where they like go from California to like Florida. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Do it across the country race like they do for like the Tour de France for like car racing. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Let's I, go. Who wouldn't want to watch that? <laughs> I will that say, though. That even excited about it, Steph. You, you'd wake up in the morning to watch I dabble. it. I will, <laughs> I will say, though, I was really upset when they announced the street race because I'm like, we're not, like, NASCAR is not F1. Like, if I'm going to watch a NASCAR race, I want it to be at a Charlotte, Atlanta, you know, and stuff like that. Like, I want it to be, like, true NASCAR. This, though, so much fun to watch and like it was like, the, a cross, it was like a cross between nascar and f1 a little bit but what made it more fun too is those nascar cars were so tough to drive like you got to see the skill that the drivers had and even though yes they got outclassed by van gisbergen who said he wants to race nascar once he's done with supercar which it's i'm got, all for it, it's, it's kind of like talladega nights yep a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i 
It was so cool to watch that, that like now it's like, all right, every 4th of July weekend watching Chicago. Like that is what I'm doing is I'm going to watch cool that, that got that race. weekend yeah. too. That's a pretty, yeah, that's pretty crazy that like mm-hmm. a new course got that weekend. Yeah. Almost. So yeah. It, and that was my plug for it because we just, we had been off for so long and like, no, that's, um, that's a good plug. I like it. I like yeah, it. Really, um, really cool. So I, okay. We don't need to talk about MLB draft necessarily, um, but I know that you sent out some information about the MLB draft, which was interesting. Yeah. And I don't know, Steph, if you got to see it, but it was like a, a picture of here's the percentages of players drafted by I, each I team that get that. to the majors. Yeah. I was surprised with some of those teams. What I thought was cool, though, is the Twins were like top five that make it to the MLB. Yeah, so basically what it was... I don't know if that's uh, a good no, no, thing. No, or... no, no, because we've talked about this before. Mm. The Twins get good players. They can't they just keep them. They can't retain them. So here, here's what yeah. the tweet was. It was ironically by a guy who I've kind of seen as being a satire type of like MLB account, but he did put this out, and there is some like truthness behind it of the past 10 years, there have been teams, we'll say a ballpark of about 330 picks. Okay, over the last 10 years. The top team to have their draft picks reach the MLB is the Houston Astros at 77, which averages out, like, so they had 329 draft picks. 77 of those draft picks have reached the MLB. 23%. Uh, Your Dodgers in second at 20%. Yankees in third at 20%. Cleveland Guardians and Minnesota Twins round out the top five at 18 and 17%, respectfully. But that, like... That one in five basically is that what is what that equates out to? If if you look at those teams that are there, right, and then you look at the players that they Mm. have drafted, yeah, and you see how good their careers have have come up, and then if they go somewhere else, because you you do look at the players that have come to the Twins and then they get traded, they do have good careers. Yeah, they have good careers. They they end up winning World Series somewhere else. So my thing though is let's look at. Let's look specifically at the Dodgers and the Yankees, teams notorious for spending money on free agents. It's impressive. Like you what don't the Yankees hear about what you don't hear what they do development wise no. as much as we should. Because if you look at the Mets, this is embarrassing. Mets are at nine percent. They've had thirty of their past three hundred twenty-eight draft picks. If you're drafted by the Mets as a player, do you just start crying? <laughs> do, you, do you start? Lo- do you start saying, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna finish my career." I, I know I was but drafted by you. If I'm gonna finish I'm, my college career, I'm just career, gonna retire. And I'm not gonna be drafted yet. If I, if I'm if I'm being honest, like 9%. these kids, these kids that are going into the league, they're not looking at these numbers. No, they're just like I made it to them. Like I made it into an MLB organization. Somebody shows them. I I would say I would say if we had a million followers, it's more of something that you would see. I would say it's more something that you would see probably in the NFL, the NBA. Um, I'll say that's about it. Probably Mm -hmm. the NFL and the NBA is where you would see it more. Is if people just like I don't want to go there. They suck. Like like Eli Manning. Eli Manning in the 2004 draft didn't want to go to the Chargers. Chargers drafted him anyway, and then that trade happened. That's how that happened, but that's just an example I had just seen on a whim. Toby didn't want to go to Charlotte, so yeah. he went to L.A. Yeah. Like, there there have been times where players have said that, but I also yeah. think when you're going into a sport like baseball and specifically the way that the MLB is designed— It's different. You have no idea if you're going to make it there, or if you're going to get traded, or how far you like. There's there are so many, so many minor leagues yeah. for baseball. You just wish there was one good one for football, because there's there's uh, like there's one league. <laughs> like just have one minor league, then NFL, Division One. 
Well, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> just I mean, that's what it is. Power but there's fire. also yeah, there's also fire. college baseball too, yeah. and so you got the minor leagues, you got college baseball. I mean, like there, there's millions of routes you can go. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that that was a really mm-hmm. neat. Uh, so, I I do want to do like a trade deadline thing, but I think there's one player that we could probably talk for a while about within the trade deadline. Otani. Yes. So I. So my question with this kay. is, we'll do your question, then yeah, I have yeah, yeah. something on that. So. I put in our in our kind of like log for this week is like Angels trade Otani or Trout as sellers because Otani is right. We we've all said like he's almost a goat at this point because of how good he is as a pitcher and how good he is as a batter. Yeah, right. He's the best player in, in baseball. He's the best right player now. in baseball. Yep. So I know that you're a seller if you're the Angels right now because I know we talked about before like oh maybe we, maybe the, this is the year the Angels are going to do it. They're not going to do it. They, they, they they're looking awful. Since that last podcast, since the last they podcast, they, they, they we've jinxed them. Bad. So yeah. <laughs> do you not trade Otani and you trade Trout? Trade everybody but Otani well, and at least you can build no, around no, him. No, no, you're saying no. no because they have to sell Trout. No, they have to sell. Uh, okay, Otani. At, at, yeah, they have to sell Otani just because at the end of the year. Is when his contract is over, right? He's going to be a free agent anyway, right? So, so he can damn near go wherever. But if he you wants could get rid go. of Trout and you could pay Otani, then would you do it? Uh, I mean, it, it also depends on what Otani wants to do. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he even said the other day, I think it was like on a podcast or something, that he hates losing. Yeah. So, so, so why would he want to stay there? They, they're gonna, they're gonna do all they can, right? So let's say the Angels do trade Trout and they and they get a whole bunch of assets for him, right? They also have to rely on Shohei wanting to stay. Yeah. You, like you, they would have to have conversations with him. So is there, do you think both of them being traded is actually a possibility too? No. Because you could get it, it, no, a crap no, ton no, for Otani no. I say, and for I, Trout. You could. I, say, I say if they want to do anything, they have to trade Otani this year. If not, they're just going to lose out on him next year. Um, Trout, that that's... Trout hasn't been playing as good as he's used to be playing, you know, used to. Right. So, so if I'm being honest, like Trout, they can probably keep, but like Otani, they either need to trade him. Um, they have, they have to trade him. It's not, it's not, it's not what they need to do. It's what they have to do. They have to trade him because he's not going to resign with them. But also I think this is, this is a take I have on this. I don't think there is a player in the history of baseball that has given a team more, opportunity to gain something from a trade than what Otani is going to be for the Angels. He's the, In my eyes, this trade, I think no team will ever get players, prospects, whatever, potentially more than when they're dealing Otani this year. So, like, this, I think, I think this, the Angels this, will get the this, most this, of this, anything, any trade ever. The way that he's playing brings me back a few years to Russell Westbrook when he, when he averaged a triple-double and was an MVP. They didn't have the best team in the NBA. They had one of the worst teams in the NBA. Surprisingly, they made it to the playoffs as an eighth seed in the West, right? Did they did they make it past the first round? No. Did did Westbrook have a fantastic year? Yes. He was MVP, plus he averaged a triple-double. He was the only person after Oscar Robinson to average a triple-double in the NBA, right? So, so, so Olatani is putting up these historic numbers on a really bad team that might not even make the playoffs. Right. So what are they going to do? They're going to either have to either trade him. And if they don't trade him, they wait to the end of the year. He's going to go to a team that's going to that's going to be a big market that can pay him because the way that it's going uh, with all of his accolades that he's stacking up right now, he's going to get paid big bucks and he's probably going to have the fattest contract in baseball. Right. So the only teams that can probably pay him is the Dodgers, the Yankees 
possibly the Astros. Maybe if they, the Giants. If they can figure it out. Maybe the Giants. The Giants. I would, he's not, I he's not gonna go to the Giants. So I don't think why. he's gonna go to Giants. I think he loves California. That's why he goes. To he's LA. closer to Asia. That's why he goes to Dodgers. If that that is the reason why he goes to Dodgers. He doesn't even have to move. I mean, that's true. He doesn't have to move, but he's in a different organization uh, that's better. Yeah, that, a winning so, organization that hasn't that hasn't had a losing season in the years that I've been alive. So, I'm gonna I'm just gonna put a pin in that for a second. Okay, this year, Shohei Otani bats 300, hits over 50 home runs, has over 120 RBI. Better than every Twins player. Okay, and yeah, wins well. American League MVP. Starts Game One. Of the AL Division Series with the Baltimore Orioles. Hmm. Interesting. Is there a cricket I heard button? This, Is so, there a cricket button? <laughs> so I heard this on a podcast. You think that? Okay. I think I and saw I was, that on like Twitter or something. I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, if there is a team that could come out of the woodworks they and make a trade. Though. So if they get the so trade. So I'm not talking... Yeah. I'm. I'm not talking that they sign Otani. I think you have a very good point. The Mets, the Padres, the um, Yankees, the Dodgers, like all of those big market teams go at it, like go after it. it give us be, the fattest contract after, ever. I get what you're saying, but because when, it's going to be the finishing the season yep. on one team, mm-hmm. and then he can just do a sign with another team. Yep, because basically already, unless you're what I've seen from the twins and the brewers, but like there are teams right now that are selling his Jersey, his angels Jersey at a place. That's not the angels ballpark. Like I think Wrigley is selling his Jersey. I've, I've seen it at other places too, but like, um, he's already a big name, but you think about what he brings to different teams and whatnot. I mean, he's far and away the best hitter, best pitcher on the angels. If you're a Orioles or, the Rays or like anybody who is seriously considering you're at the top of your division, you know, your buyers all in on this year. How do you not go get Otani for a world championship? So, 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 you know, the thing that sucks about this though, right? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) The The thing that sucks about this is that any team that wants to trade for him, they have to realize that he might not sign with them the following year. So if you if you trade away all of your assets that you have now with the good thing that you have going, and then you have nothing in return the following year, not that not let's let, let's say they don't win the the World Series, okay? Right? If if <laughs> sorry, if they don't win the World Series, right? Then then that team's just in the hole. Because yep. they, first off, they lost the players that they traded for him. Yep. They lost a bunch of money. And now and now they have to wait for to figure out if he wants to resign or not. If he doesn't resign, then they lost him. Yeah. And then they go back to the drawing board for the next season as mm-hmm. one of the worst teams because they don't have the assets anymore. But my thing is, too, if you're that close, if you're the Baltimore Orioles, you've had five of the worst years in you know, your franchise's history, have been long considered just dead to the waters. Now you have a team that you know is really playing well you maybe have some assets that you can give up look it if that trade works they have to give up the number one prospect in baseball i don't see them keeping jackson holiday which sucks but they had to give up some picks too they nah, they don't trade draft picks it'll all be prospect yeah, it'd be, all be prospects or but, money or money but i th- which i'll get to if you're if you're in if you're all in, like the Orioles or the Blue Jays the or Giants. the Giants or 
Um, they they got to figure out their contract. Diamondbacks. They have to figure out Giants contract. have three hundred and sixty million dollars from not getting Correa. They're, I'm telling you right now, they have financially money to get Otani. They West Coast. He wants to stay West Coast. You talked about the Dodgers. He doesn't want to go East Coast. I don't think he's going. I don't think. I don't think it makes sense. That just takes you further away from like, like you think about it already. People are waking up at crack of dawn to watch this guy play in the major leagues. It's either it's it's either he's going to sign but a big Oakland contract is becoming a San Francisco Giant fan base. It's either he's going to sign yeah. a big contract with a really bad team mm-hmm. or he's going to sign a decent contract with a really good team or depending on where he goes, the market, right? Depending on which team, like it's a, a really big team like the Dodgers, like the Yankees or the Mets or whatever. If he can possibly sign a huge contract with with one of those teams, maybe if they have the cash space and what what they can do with it, yeah. Right? But that's there's a belief so that he's not so, all about the money either, is what I no, and I don't too. think he is. So he's, I don't think it's like if the Yankees are like, hey, we'll give you all this. Again, I don't think he's going East Coast. I know mm-hmm. you're talking about like people watching, him, yep. but Oakland is going to become San Francisco Giant fans. They will when Ve- when Vegas comes into play. Yeah, yep. maybe they'll cheer for the for the Vegas for a little bit, but they're going to be like, you know what, Giants are here. Let's go watch them. Yep. Otani is going to be there. Or like I, I really believe Oatani is going to go to San Francisco. They're I, used to winning World Series. The Giants, like in the last decade, and even two decades, if you go back two decades, they've won multiple championships. It was like it was, it was 2010, like 2012, 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, they've got a great fan base. It's a great city. Yep. They've they've got probably one of the best Asian like populations in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for city wise. There's history. There's history there. Yep. I'm, like. It's a good landing spot for him. They're relevant this year. And he like people are saying he might even stay in LA with the Angels. I don't see that happening. But people are saying like ah he likes him enough. Like He's if, not staying if with they the pay Angels. him. I just they, unless they're not winning. Well, they're not, they're not is, ever winning. The Giants don't have like a, a guy like Otani and they're still winning. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna relevant. get two th- I'm gonna get two things out of the way. First one's dumb. Um to no one else's surprise, the Yankees uh, are reportedly all in on Otani. Wow, shocker. Um, I'll get to that one in a second. But the New York Post the, doesn't think they're in the top three running right now. No, I just, I don't think they would be either. Um, the second thing is, you could make a case I think for any of the West Coast teams. I think what he's looking for right now for this season, because if you if you don't know about Shohei, he's got a long list of goals that he is trying to accomplish. Yes. One of which was winning the uh, World Baseball Classic with Japan. He's done that. Now it's winning things like AL Cy Young um probably and wants to win a um, a world silver series slugger. silver slugger you know like he's got all these different awards right now but the big one for him will be the world series he's in the prime of his career already and if he can do that and check that off you know how much he's got to find a city like, that's done it and a city that has money and that's why I I do think it's going to the Dodgers and the Giants to me are probably the two biggest runners most likely to get him runners for those two. because they're west what coast teams and they're there hearts? It'd be fun to see if he went to Arizona. That'd be cool. I'm not looking Back that in the days when they had like Randy Johnson, they I mean they already have like some decent young players. Obviously, you're a big Corbin guy. He wants to go somewhere that's established, though. If you can go somewhere that that yeah. team no, is I agree. already winning, well, and I think actually, that's the, the Giants and the Dodgers are, are both Major League Otani. Baseball teams that have had great Jimmy. histories. So I do think he'll go to one of those two places if if so. Oh, if what's this guessing. according to? 
I don't know what this is according to. Hold on. I'm trying to... Jacob's Wikipediaing this. I'm Wikipediaing um, uh, MLB just, just real quick for, for, <laughs> oh, for NFL talk. We're going to do QBs and like... Maybe we'll do like QBs and running backs next time. Because we'll have I a lot so. of time. We'll, we'll just yeah. start with that. We'll have more time with yeah. that. All right. So betting odds to acquire Otani. Yankees currently at plus 375. San Diego Padres plus 600. Blue Jays plus 600. The Atlanta Braves... Are plus seventy five and it's loading. Hold on, um, Cardinals are plus eight hundred. The Giants are plus eight hundred, and then any other team is plus a thousand. Also throw in. Um, when was when were these odds put down? Or hold on, I no, it just re it just recalibrated itself. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. All right, so <laughs> we're not revealing that our does not here. exist. Everything you just heard, bleep it out. Um, just cut it out. Which MLB team will show, <laughs> hey, Otani, play for it? No, it started at the middle of the list for whatever reason. I don't understand. Okay. Um, current odds for Otani to be playing on this team past the trade deadline. Angels are at minus 476. Dodgers are plus 200. Mets are plus 350. Yankees are plus 375. Padres, 600. Blue Jays, 600. Braves, 750. Cardinals, 800. Giants 800, any other team 1,000. I do not believe the Cardinals because they have been um, – Nolan Arenado thinks he's getting traded as well as the they're Cardinals sellers. GM is saying they're um, sellers. That also, I mean, honestly, for – again, Jeez, we're not I'm betting. Gonna, I'm sorry. But bang for yeah, your butt, buck, the Giants are plus 800. Like, I feel like that's the best bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> so if guy. you win it, you're getting more than you're for the Dodgers. Yeah. All I'm saying – is that he goes to the Dodgers. He can play with Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler. He, 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 he literally doesn't have to tire out his arm pitching as much. He's also not the only, like, but, superstar. But, so but, my thing he's, is, he's, though, he's, he's, he'll be the biggest star. But he, because of, because right. of who he is and what he does, my thing is what would he want to do? Right, if it comes down to the postseason, would he want the ball in his hand, or would he want to just focus hey, on hey, hitting? Would you put is, him this in is the one field? Of, this is you probably know. Kershaw's last year. Okay, this is probably Kershaw's last year. Yeah, he was drafted by the by the Dodgers, and he's he's won his whole career with the Dodgers. So, and I Kershaw's mean, been playing well. It, he has been playing well, but to also be able to learn from Kershaw, just to talk talk with him about talk shop. Uh, yeah, one of the one of the best pitchers to ever do it in this game. Yep. Right. To, to be able to get some of the knowledge and gain that knowledge from him, I think would be huge. And, and he might even become a better player after it. If this is Kershaw's last year with the Dodgers, next year we have, you know, Shohei. Yeah. He's running the show. Yep. Right. He also And Bueller should be back. And, and Bueller should be back from, uh, what, Tommy John? Something like that. And, He's got some season ending injury. And, yeah. and, and then. Uh, this goes back to an early podcast of me saying Trey Lance working with Patrick Mahomes is a good idea. Yeah. And he has been. Anyway, back to back to uh, anyways. Back, yeah, back to I'm Otani. Done. I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm done. Saying. I, I'm biased. Obviously, yep. I'm biased. So, I so just this is why Shohei Otani is going to end up on the Brewers. You're stars in your eyes right now. I've never seen <laughs> you so pity, <kiddie>, man. <laughs> well, like, that's the sh- that's the Otani effect, though. Is like everybody and their grandma would want a guy who can throw what are the twins odds. 
uh, horrible. They're Zero. plus 1,000 for any other <laughs> we team. Korea instead, right? Uh, yeah, you bought Korea, who is currently hitting 50 points How about the Brewers? 50 Brewers have less. a shot. They're a playoff team, so potentially. So that's the thing. That's the other thing. I need to offer a redaction and an apology to not only the Milwaukee Brewers, but also to Corbin Burns. I had said that we should trade him. It's not happening. And so I'm going to walk that back. Um <laughs> According to not only GM Matt Arnold, but also Corbin Burns himself, they have said that Corbin is staying put at the trade deadline. Um, the Brewers have actually turned things around pretty decently and are currently a game back off of the Cincinnati Reds. Look like they want to add bats and add some rotation pieces. But they also have guys coming back off of injured lists and stuff like that. So I apologize. I have made a mistake. I am here to admit that I have uh, made the mistake and... Look forward to the next three months of Brewers baseball. Did um, kind of finish stuff up before we, before we really wrap it up. Did um, did you guys catch the All Star game or any like the home run derby stuff? So like, I I have my own I have my own thoughts about the home run derby. Long story short, they either need to get the kids off the field. Or slow, yeah, because it's just it's just rapid fire. They're just chucking out there too. All the guys are doing is just swinging for the fences. It's not an amount of balls you're getting. It used to be like you get ten outs, outs, and they're just doing one at a time. Now it's like you get two minutes, and they're just firing them in there, and there's just swing, swing, swing. There's so many things that happen with not only it's it's person pitch, it's coach pitch. So the coaches are throwing the balls in there, and you're getting balls all over the place. Like Pete Alonso, not only did he have to hit 41 home runs because Pitching it was ever horrible. Seen was Pete Alonzo's pitcher. He, it was and just everything what was happened outside. there, and you probably heard this is yep. as he had his pitching coach that was going to come, and his pitching coach was like sick or elbow went out. El- his elbow went out. Yep. So he, here, this is like the day of the home run derby, and he found out that he's going to have to get a different coach in there to, to pitch to him. So he has a different coach pitching to him that he's never really worked with at all. <laughs> and so yeah. this guy's tossing him like balls every time, and he's taking pitches like every every five pitches is like. Keep in mind, so you have three minutes. Two minutes, and then you get three. It's three. 30 seconds. Three minutes for the first couple of rounds. It's two minutes for the final round. So three minutes for the first two rounds, plus then you get an additional 30 seconds that they give as the money ball time. And then if you hit two home runs over 440 feet, feet, then you get get an extra 30 seconds. Okay. And, yeah, it it was just bad. And, like, for Alonzo, it was like Rodriguez puts up 41 before him and then he's getting pitches to the outside that he can't drive and it's like well that you was know. it was it was crazy um, yeah. but it was cool to see a home guy mm-hmm. like having some success there with the Mariners yep. um who, who, Julio, um yeah uh, Julio Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. ended up getting knocked out second round and then it was Randy uh, Rosarena versus Vlad Guerrero and, and I'm not like, gonna lie uh, it was it was good it was yeah. a good way to finish and stuff and it was like cool to watch it and stuff but it's one of those things too like you kind of wish that the players just had a second to really just gather themselves we can like Robert was hitting them 480. Rodriguez had a couple of 460, but you didn't get to see it on broadcast because it's just they're just. Well, Guerrero it. went from like going last in like round two to like first. Yeah. In like the next round, so he had like a five minute like commercial break, and then he had to go up for another three minutes and start hitting. <laughs> yeah. Bombs. So, so um, that was really cool, but um, yeah, obviously a lot of stuff going on. Any uh, last calls here? I know I, I've got one USA on the Gold Cup. Um, they won, uh, they, they're on to semis on Lost PKs. In semis. I know they, I know, but I wanted to give them a shout out for <laughs> winning in PKs cause this is their C squad yeah. beat Canada. Um, and so that was, that was pretty cool. But yes, they lost is, in the semis. That is one thing I will say is that, um, 
people need to kind of relax with the whole, oh, these guys wouldn't even, like, they should just be, you know, feel lucky to be up on the, whatever. They lost. We lose in tournaments all the time. Like, I get that. And it's also, it is, it's the C squad. It's a C squad that's out there. It's not even the B squad. Just relax. Like, it's okay. So this is just giving kids an opportunity to compete internationally, and, and they did fine. Yeah, beat Canada. I, that's a good. That's a good win. Canada's probably our bigger rival. Rival right now in like the the best it, it, as far as just mm. like FIFA goes. Yep. Canada's been a little bit better than Mexico. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's okay. It's a um, gold cup. If it was the World Cup and we're playing these guys, yeah, I'd be a little more upset. But like, it's right. just giving them experience because you They're don't know what you have out. until you can yeah. see. So yeah. that was my one grievance with that too. But Do you have any last call? Um. Not really. I shout out to Asia Wilson for being named uh, WNBA Player of the Year. Congrats! <laughs> we missed all USATF. We did. It's all right. We did. It's okay. We'll, we got we got fine. I talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say it was pretty cool seeing that there was a record breaking crowd for the USATF national stuff. Yeah, I think that track is getting more and more of a pull now. Just popularity wise and stuff yeah but. and it's cool to see how many i mean we, we've got four athletes that are going to be in the 110 hurdles for men we've got um also four for the 400 hurdles for women because both of the past champions sat out they didn't race qualify qualification time too as well yeah. and it, and obviously uh if you're if you're a world champ um you get you an get automatic buy, buy to yeah. the world yep. for the next go around so it'll be really fun and that starts in august i think i think we have four like going we have four august. we have four yeah. going in the 110s hurdles for the men's as well yeah, yeah. four for 110 for men and four for the 400 hurdle for women our, our uh, guy matt bowling going in the four by four as an alternate he said on his oh yeah yeah he said on his uh i mean for him, he's fast good enough, for so. him he I, he was in the open four. he was running open fours i think he made it to the semis i don't think yeah, he yeah, I think past he, that. but he's had such a long season of competing yeah. with college like those college kids that are in it even the girl the girl from kentucky yep um that's a 200 meter runner she didn't make it no because the two and the 200 for men and women are just lit and Steiner. the hundred Steiner. The hundred, the hundred open for men. We actually have four guys as well yeah. because Curly sat out. Curly sat out, uh, and I then think in the two hundred, Lyle sat out in the two hundred, and so he automatically yep. made it in the two hundred. Yep. So we've got four in all of those. The two hundred for women for us is insane. That's going to be fun to talk about. Um, PDA shout out really quick for spectators in Balboa, Spain, getting the opener for the Tour de France for the kickoff. It is the cycling capital in Spain, and um, to have the first two days of the tour for that city in that country um was pretty awesome with it being you know right there with france and um so shout out to all the spectators that showed up they had like record crowds in spain so it was pretty awesome um but appreciate you guys' time today um next time we're back on we'll talk nfl shop um so look for and get to some usatf and get some usatf so um you guys stay safe cheer loud cheer proud see you next time